The holidays are in full swing, and there's no better way to show your favorite Sinisterhood listener that you care about them than with a subscription to our Patreon. With hundreds of hours of bonus content, including weekly segments like True Crime Headlines, Judge Christie, Am I the Asshole, Dear Sinister, and so much more, you're sure to win Best Present Award this year, which is why we all give gifts in the first place. <laughs> Exactly. So pat ourselves on the back. With the temperatures dropping, be sure to deck your halls and your loved ones with some cozy Sinisterhood swag as well. We have hoodies, beanies, mugs, all kinds of cozy stuff. But we are most excited about our newest t-shirt design. It's available for pre-order now featuring our podcast logo right on the chest so they Mm -hmm. know what Sinisterhood is. You don't have to explain it anymore. No, and I love a black Mm t-shirt, especially with that purple logo. It looks slick. For everyone on your nice or naughty list this year, head to SinisterHood.com and click on Patreon and shop on the top banner. Happy holidays! The residents of this quirky town offer you the chance to step between realms and communicate with lost loved ones. Its town motto is where Mayberry meets the Twilight Zone. But is this place the site of an energy vortex that makes otherworldly communication possible? Or are the residents ready to take you for a ride? This week's episode is Casadega, Florida, the psychic capital of the world. A bump in the night, your heart fills with dread. Probably a murderer who wants you dead. It could be a ghost, a demon, or worse. Perhaps you're the victim of a witch's curse. It's hopeless, you're doomed. You'd call a priest if you could. You'd rather just listen to who? Sinisterhood. I'm gonna kill you. It's bittersweet. This is our last live show. Uh, it was. Well, I guess not forever. To, to release, yes, yes, of the tour, we still had the Dallas shows. It's weird because it's already happened, but we're mm-hmm. it's like we're in the past, but also the future and the present, all at the same time. What is time? But nothing. nothing. Yeah. So this is the last one that we will be releasing for the year, though. That that we and it wrapped up our tour, uh, apart from the one off in October in Dallas. So. It was a nice way to end in that tour. It was sunny, sunny, sunny Florida. Hot as fuck. Just melt you right inside and out. Melt you front and back. But we got to travel to this quirky place you're going to hear all about. I love any kind of an instance where we get to go physically see the place Mm -hmm. that we've read about. Because you see photos and you think, they can't be that ridiculous in real life. And it beats it. Oh, boy. (laughs) And more. (laughs) What a fun place this was. And do you know what I found out since? That this city, for a while, my brother who works for a major TV company in the reality television department, they were going to do a reality series about the this the the village what do they call i forget what they call it camp camp, encampment at casadega but it didn't end up working out and i said well you need to revisit that because there is uh a lot of material here so i would watch an entire series oh yes week after week of Mm -hmm. what's going on in this lovely place there's it's a truly an entire city uh where there's street names mediumship and spiritualist way there's all kinds of fun street names people live there 
And then you'll, you like we, you could go yourself and you go into the main building and get a name out of the binder or off of the whiteboard who's available that day and roll right in and your life will change. They or tell won't, you, I mean, <laughs> they tell you, uh, what you already know, what you don't know, what maybe you don't want to know, maybe some shit that isn't necessarily true. Who's to say? But it's fun because this was in July. It's now December. So you all can listen to the past and see if what who we're calling Gail mm-hmm. to protect, protect her <laughs> identity, uh, what she said to me, you and Leanne. And yeah. then did it come true? I will <laughs> well TBD. I will say this one is better than Tammy in Salem. Yeah, so uh, a, a hair. Tammy was more of a character. Tammy yeah. entertained me more, but <laughs> Gail had air conditioning. Yes, and Tammy didn't. So that made a huge difference. Gail was wearing shoes, and that was cool. <laughs> <laughs> Did Tammy not have much no, shoes? She wasn't wearing shoes. No, she was the not. amount of emails we've received since that of people being like. Oh yeah, you don't go to that psychic studio in Salem. It's like, uh, it's a total scam. That is uh, so Heather McKay one hundred and one walking into and falling into a tourist trap, just right on in and going. I'm here. Let me I in. Think I I'm in. am the one that suggested it based on the curb appeal. So that's on me. <laughs> that's a good friend though, because I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah, let's, let's do, it. do it. You'll you'll propose things to me, and I'm like, yeah, I'm in. Almost always. I'm almost always saying all yes. the time. That's one of the many things I love about you. Oh, well, many things I love about you is how much you uh, just encouraged me throughout this. You'll hear me ramble on about Bradley Cooper's <laughs> genitalia, and I got no judgment. So thank you for that. So y'all will just just keep your ears pe- picked for that. There's going to be some dong speak. So uh, I still haven't out. seen the movie. Maybe well, I'll watch that tonight. <laughs> let me know what you Maybe think. Maybe that'll be Tommy and I's movie. We usually like, oh, no, wait, I forgot. We're binging Black Summer right now. Great. If you What's guys Black Summer? It. It's, um, is it on Hulu? I forget where we're watching it on. It's a, uh, well, I don't want to give too much away. Is it like an anthology series or it's a television series? No, it's like series. a series series. Oh, okay. And in the description of it, it's like this harrowing series recommended by Stephen King. So we immediately started watching it. But it's very good. Like each episode follows a different character. And then you know how those things go and the story unfolds. But well, it's uh, that's the most vague thing I can give <laughs> without giving too much away. I know you don't, like, you don't like spoilers. And I, I managed to tell you all about Bradley Cooper's uh, sexual organs without spoiling this other movie that we'll reference in the episode. So all of you, you have homework now. You'll listen to this and then afterwards go watch Nightmare Alley. It's not called Revenge of the Nightcrawler, which I accidentally was confused. So that's on me. But <laughs> we hope you enjoy it. a different type of worm making its way around the city. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we hope you enjoy this episode. Like I said, last, probably the last live show that's going to get released in our feed because we're changing things up with how mm-hmm. we're going to do stuff going forward. So... Relish it, enjoy it, and uh, the magic of Casadega. Oh, man. It it was great. We had a great time. I look forward to going back. We've said when when it's cooler, we want to return, which I think uh, is is something we'll we'll now do. Not the reality. Like October. January. (laughs) January. Yeah. (laughs) The coldest month is when we will go back. And uh, I'll probably suggest some weird stuff, and you'll be totally on board. So... You know. As always, we'll have a great time. Every time. 
Hello, hello. What's up, Orlando? Hi, How you doing? Guys. You hey. guys are right in front. Nice. We like the uh, we like the wooing at the topic. We're glad you're excited. Yes, we're very excited. We went today. We did. Woo! What a what a time. Woo. We have had a time. Uh, we, we have do, had I a time. I must address though. We're in Florida. We're doing it Florida style. We get let's get fucking Florida crazy, baby. So we got some frozen drinks. Ten thousand degrees. We go, outside. Can we get some daiquiris close to the show? And can you like put fruit in it and stuff like, to make it look make real Floridian? Fancy. Uh, so they were very nice and did that. I also have on. If you know, you know. Heather's got on the Crocs. We have on our Margaritaville Crocs. We want to make sure everyone can yes. see. Model them around. Uh, they're great. I'll tell also, you what. Uh, they will be used in the show later because there is a functional shot glass and a bottle opener on these bippies. I can't get it off easily. Used them last night. It was a lot of fun. It'll be great. Uh, we lost the shot glass yesterday before the show, and you would have thought that an Amber Alert was needed. Heather was panicking. She called the hotel. It was. We found it. Leanne found it. Leanne, uh, as usual, saved our Save the day. So Save the day. Save the day. I text mm-hmm. my husband, who could not be here with us, unfortunately. He's back in Dallas. Boo, Paris. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but I texted him, and I said, I'm so devastated. I lost a shot glass giblet off my Margaritaville Crocs. And he just goes, well, I hope it's lost somewhere in Margaritaville. And just, like, got over it, was done. And I was like, have you no soul? You don't understand what this is doing to me. He doesn't get attached no, to materialistic things. Zero attachments. You know who else doesn't? I don't know. Spiritualists? Maybe. Ooh, they one. seem like it. they did not get too attached to spirit, uh, materialistic things out there. No, it was, uh, it's all about this, the higher realm, the secondary mm-hmm. realm. So we are very excited that we got to visit this place today, not too far from you all. Have um, you all been? Yeah? Okay. All right. all right. It's weird as fuck, right? <laughs> yeah. Maybe a cult. We could all say maybe a quote. We don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, Leanne was talking about living there, so I'm not opposed to it. Just saying, I was like, so everybody lives here, and they all believe the same stuff? And there's a board you sign up on to, like, tell people what to do? Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm always like, if you could leave, it's not really a cult, right? The door's open. Yeah. yeah. That's one way to keep it. Like, they didn't put a fence up, right? There's no chain. No, you can drive right in so, now. Yeah, yeah, you're good to go. Although, yeah, we were driving and I was like, I don't know if we're allowed to drive through here. We are. You're good yeah. to go. Yeah, as long we as it's light right out. out. It was light out. It was. Uh, we had a reading. We did. Um, we're, we'll call her Gail. Yes. Is what we decided. And we will talk about Gail's predictions. Uh, slash descriptions of people she saw around us at the time. I have one that I haven't told Christy yet because I wanted yes. you all. I wanted her to hear it when you all heard it. So yeah. I saved it, saved it for you, saved it for the stage. I'm glad that they all cheered because our topic yesterday in Tampa, we asked the Tampa local, like, "Do you know about this?" And he just went, "No." And you're like, "Oh, cool! I have to go talk to like a hundred something people about this later." <laughs> I'm glad I picked. So this was great that you all have been there. You, you know get about the it. reference, even if you can't. We'll describe it for you, uh, but it's not very far, so I would recommend taking a trek. Uh, I kept saying, I don't know how I'd never heard about this before, because if it's a psychic capital of the world, I feel like everybody should know about it, and I had never heard of it. They're trying to keep a low profile. Or are they? Because it's very open and welcoming, so I don't know if they are, but they have. So, but now, 
we're talking about. There you go. It's It's going to be be flooded. It's going to be like the (laughs) California gold rush. Everybody moving to Casadega. They're going to hate it because they seem like a tight-knit community that don't want us fucking it up. They do. They do. We got some great crystals and some other fun stuff. I did. I got several books. I got some pins. I got a tote bag. I asked the gal behind the cash register. I said, oh, there's a purple pin. Why purple? Does it have some significance? And she said, uh, it is the color of spiritualism, and you're in a spiritualist camp. So, And I was like, oh, fuck idiot. me then. Fuck me then. There was some subtext. <laughs> there was some subtext of you I was fucking like, idiot is know, what comes next. I know where I'm at. I know where I'm at. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, we got we to gotta get into that. So you ready? Um, always. All right. Well, I'm Christy. I'm Heather. And let's get into it. All right. Religions and philosophers across the ages have attempted to determine what happens to us when we die. In the late 1800s, a movement began that tried explaining just what transpires after we all take that leap into another realm, and also provide comfort that those who had passed on were just a seance away. This was the trend of the day. The seance. They had a seance tomorrow night? Correct, tomorrow night at 8 if you're they not busy. They have weekly seances. Your we- Friday night seances. Dude, oh, there's an expert. Wh- what better way to spend your Friday night? I go, 100%. I I'm- said, we got to go back when we can spend a weekend here, and I got to see how it all goes. I was going to say, I'm- I want them to have their own docuseries. For sure. I feel like we all need to know how everybody got there. I want to know how Gail got there. Mm-hmm. I know she's been there six years, and she used to live in Milwaukee. But apart from that, I don't know anything about her life. I need to know about her. Yeah, full backstory. I'm surprised you you mentioned Cole. I thought you were going to get sucked right in. I was like, I'm not. I'm I'm doing the show alone tonight. Christy's going to stay because it's everything. It's everything you love. Intuition. No, that's why this is the first time where I'm like, I could see myself getting sucked in, and I'm. I want to go on record that I'm not saying it's a cult. I'm saying. Most cults start this way. Well, yeah. I'm not saying this is going to I turn would also. into a cult. It is not a cult. And let's hope it stays that way because they've got some good things going. I've joined a cult, though, recently. Two. Well, actually, Aren't you a member of two cults now? Well, technically, I am a card-carrying member of the Church of the Sub-Genius. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, have, uh, I can perform religious uh, ceremonies now. I accidentally joined the Wild Wild Country cult uh, on accident remotely. I was following and his teachings and it recruited out. two people. Yeah, I started passing out the booklets. Before she realized, wait a second. He changed his name. It was a good scam because it worked on me. I didn't know he was a salad bar poisoner guy. Fully thought he yeah. was just like a prophet. I was like, these words are great. People, I would follow this guy. Turns out a lot of people did. To the end of the earth, they tried to murder a senator. It was a whole deal. I was real late well, to the party. most people think it was, I can't remember his, uh, Osho. The, Osho the is woman. The woman is the one. I oh, can't yeah, remember Sheila. Sheila, she's the one that most I had to blame. watch the Wild Wild Country afterwards because yeah. I need to know what my people did. Well, there. Turns out they're not my people. I would like to describe it as this. You're walking down the street. You see a flyer for a dope rave. You don't know that it was like a vampire party. And you show up afterwards when it's just a guy sweeping with a broom going, yeah, you missed it. It was fucked up in here. And that was me. I was like, went there afterwards. I did call a couple friends to come before I saw the inside. So I was reading these tarot cards and I loved them. And I was like, man, I use them for everything. The third, the third cult's the parrot head. So all that to say is I'm oh, susceptible. Oh, yes! You, you're, you've hit the trifecta. The rule of threes. All now good. you're a parrot head. All so good. Of so. all the ones you're a member of, I think that's the least problematic. Yeah, the parrot heads, I think so. They do good. They ride around on coolers. That's just efficient. So. That's fun. 
Come on. Hey, I, I fun shoes. I might, and if I declare this on stage, I'll probably do it. I might go to Antarctica with Jimmy Buffett in December. He is going to Antarctica. He's going to Antarctica on a conservation mission, and I was like, he's very into conser- conservation efforts, which is great. He's actually super nice guy, very stand up guy, uh, very progressive. Donates a ton of money to great causes. So I'd go to Antarctica to see him. I mean, what other time am I going to go? And no better person to go with than JB. That's where take that's the, I call him. You JB. take the sunshine to the coldest place in the world. You gotta, there's no place that Trop Rock can't warm up. That's true. That should be the Royal Caribbean motto or whatever <laughs> cruise line this is on. I feel like I feel like it could be Royal it Caribbean. Could be an RC. Yeah. Yes, it could be an RC trip. Yeah, certainly. yeah, yeah. Well, according to Smithsonian Magazine, the early days of spiritualism developed with the Fox sisters in New York during the 1840s. It became so popular, even Mary Todd Lincoln held seances in the White House after her son Willie died of typhoid fever. And I learned about the Fox sisters from actually friend of the pod, Victoria. She has a podcast Victoria. called Crime Traveling. Give Victoria a round of applause. Most of Crime you probably traveling. know her. I was on an episode of Crime Traveling, and we I learned all about from Victoria, the Fox sisters. It was a whole odyssey. Could be a whole episode onto its own. But this was the hot thing of the day in the a late seance? 80s. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Come on down. Everyone now wants to make a charcuterie board. Back then, it was like, what dead relatives of yours are yeah. you going to bring to the table with you? <laughs> Well, that was like the pastrami, and then someone else brought like some cheese cubes. <laughs> it's the same, fig just jam. food now. Yeah. Oh, I love a f- jam. I love a jam. I love a fig jam and a manchego. That's jam. what I'm bringing. But that's <laughs> like that's like the weird uh, relative that nobody really talks about. You know, they're like, "That's who's visiting you," and you're like, "That's who's visiting me." All right. That was my reaction to my reading today. Gail, we'll call her. <laughs> Kept saying, I'm seeing a man, he's wearing like a farmer's hat and overalls and he has like a hat on, it's like plaid and it's pulled down. He's kind of chubby, but not really. And I'm just, one, I was wearing sunglasses, which Heather was like, you wore sunglasses to a psychic (laughs) reading? I was like... Yeah, I don't know. I didn't take them off. She didn't ask me to. You w- that, you're like, read me now. <laughs> I dare you. I'm like, you're the fucking sunglasses emoji just in this lady's house. Yeah, I, think. I did. I don't know. For f- 15, 20 minutes I had them on. Uh, but I kept saying, nah, I know I don't. And she'd be like, all right, here's another person coming in. Nah, I don't know. Damn. I don't, I don't know. Your relatives got fucking rejected. Or it sounds like a cast member from Northern Exposure yeah, I know. tried to visit you, and it, you were like, I don't fucking know. And then that eventually is. it ended with, well, maybe it's somebody you haven't met. And I was like, I want to know <laughs> when I'm going to meet a, like, 87-year-old man wearing a f- plaid flannel newsboy hat. You'd when am I going to meet that person? You'd be surprised. I'd love to know. And you know what? I probably will tomorrow. I'll oh, just sit next to him on the plane. <laughs> and then who's laughing? Not Gail. No. Nope. She knew. She, she knew, knew the whole time. time. The interest in communicating with the afterlife came into vogue after the Civil War when roughly 2% of the population, about 620,000 soldiers, died. With that many families having lost brothers, fathers, sons, and husbands, there was a demand for mediums and psychics who could help the bereaved deal with the loss. 
I think like anything that develops out of tragedy, it's ripe for mm-hmm. taking advantage of a re- exploitation. That's the word. You yeah. know what? They should have a word for that when people take advantage, and it's called <laughs> exploitation. But that's what you know. You there was a lot of books I noticed on like healing after loss, finding love after loss, moving on after loss, and I was like, I could see why if you were super hurting, you would be drawn to a place. Oh, and for one sure. Would hope it is on the up and up. I think Which that's why, you gotta why go people certified. are drawn to a lot of things yep. in the face of loss. They're looking for guidance. Unfortunately, sometimes people take advantage of that. Mm-hmm. One of these mediums was George P. Colby. Born to a pair of Baptist parents in New York in 1848, Colby would emerge as a leader in the spiritualist movement in the latter half of the 19th century. When he was a young boy, his family had moved to Minnesota. There, his faithful parents decided to baptize their young son in a pond outside during the freezing Minnesota winter. When young Colby was dunked beneath the partially frozen lake, he claimed that the veil between the spirit world and the living world was made thin, meaning he could see between the two he was just dying. I, I think say, is what happened. If you were like, man, he was drowning, he had a near-death experience. I need to see Jesus dunking your ass in the Minnesota lake Dude, in the middle of the winter. You see Partially Jesus. frozen? You see Jesus. Who goes up to a lake that's partially frozen? Like, let's put our child They're like, under this underwater. It has to happen. You're like, a bathtub? They're like, no. No. My dad wanted he to have this. me baptized in a river. I got baptized in the public swimming hole in Mesquite. I ended up getting, I know. And I love you for it. You got a river? Was it a no, river? No, I didn't. They wanted to do a river. I ended up doing the pool at the church. Oh, the church pool. The I didn't. Ch- not a, it wasn't community. a pool. It was a baptismal Oh, pool. it was legit. It was just, it, it was, was like just the size board. of this thing. The size of this table is filled with water. You get dunked back in it. Was it just you? In the thing in at the, the time? In yeah. the cubby? Oh, yeah, yeah. man. It's, uh, yes, I was just me. It wasn't. A double baptism. That, I was, that would have been sweet. I wish my brother had been next to me. I got triple baptized. The same. There was, triple? There was three of us, and we slid down the water slide, met the no, preacher at the No, you did end. not. Yes, we did. You got yes, to slide down a water yes, slide? We did. I didn't get yes, shit. We did. Yes, we did. I didn't get yeah. shit except a promise for eternal salvation, whatever. Yada, yada, yada. He kept going. He was like, I was so, I so wanted to be fit in with the cool Baptist kids so bad. Those that words I, usually aren't put together. Well, you're not from Mesquite, Texas. That was, they were the yeah. kings and queens, mean girls. It was Regina George with oh, a freaking crucifix. The cool girls were Baptist? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Damn. In the, my school, the cool girls were Episcopalian. Damn. So. Baptist girls do it different. No, because I technically am one. If you're Baptist, get a t-shirt that says that. Baptist girls do it different. Wear it to uh, Wednesday night. Oh, yeah, it was Wednesday night. That was the cool night. You had to go out. You had to go. Oh, if you weren't there. That's the only reason I ever went to church. Was it cool? For social aspects. I had a crush on I was forced to go. Yeah. But, I mean, for which I was. Well, I went to an Episcopalian school for. Oh, yeah. From kindergarten through eighth grade. So every week we had to go to chapel three times a week. And then on Friday we had Eucharist, which was when we had communion. Damn. Yeah. And then in between we found time to learn <laughs> about, about real stuff. Just joking. Down at the pipe. Um, yeah. Uh, the pipe. This was before the pipe. Pre-pipe. Pre-pipe. This was pre-pipe. Pre-pipe yeah. era. Yeah. That was, uh, that was the only way to be cool was to join up with one of the cool churches like the Jets and the Sharks. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, uh, I think if you get dunked in a frozen lake in the middle of the winter, you'll see Jesus and he's going to yeah. be like, the fuck are you doing down here? Get out. Get up. It's cold as hell. You're about to die. Get out. About to be with me forever. You're going to meet your maker if you don't yank your head up. Kobe, Colby honed his abilities as a medium as he got older. 
He eventually became so dedicated, he was forced to leave the church after displaying his newly discovered gift. As an adult, the only way for him to make a living was to charge admission for public demonstrations of his otherworldly skills. This reminds me of that movie with Bradley Cooper where he gets a hand job in a bathtub. What? What movie is this? It was one second of like a four-hour movie. Is this the one with Lady Gaga? Nope. Wouldn't that be nice, though? No. I would, I would watch Lady Gaga give Bradley Cooper a hand job. Movie, was, movie or personal tape. Anyway. Either way, I would watch they both, that. If they're having fun. For sure. What movie are you talking Is this where he takes the pill to get Revenge of the Nightcrawler? What's it called? Night- Nightmare Alley. Not I've Revenge of the Nightcrawler. Revenge of the Nightcrawler, also a movie that needs to be made. <laughs> And the Fresno Nightcrawler gets his revenge. He's just like, da 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 Wreaking no havoc. How does he kill people? He doesn't have arms. We'll figure it out. <laughs> it's Ubisoft being workshop. Uh, what is this movie where he gets a handy? It is uh, great. It's a great film. It is uh, 37 hours long. It's like so long. It's I've never like heard of this. Long. Yeah, it has Kate Blanchett in it. And uh, Bradley Cooper gets a handjob so much I remember. By Kate uh, Blanchett? No, by the mom from Hereditary, if I'm not mistaken. Tony Collette. Oh, yeah. She char- he, and also, it's like the 1800s. And she was like... It's only five cents. And I was like, oh, I wonder what inflation. And I typed it in the, count, the catalog, and it said $200. And I was like, damn. What? And then I saw I accidentally put five, like $50 instead of 50 cents. And I was like, oh, no, that wasn't inflation. She was undercharging. <laughs> Unless for everybody else who was here, and for him, she's like, 50 cents? Because you don't want to cheapen it and be like, I'll do it for free, Mr. Cooper. Anyway, I talked about this too long. Check it out. It's on HBO Max. It's great. There's Where are you going it. with it? Uh, I was just thinking about... Uh, I mean, I'm anyway, always thinking about Bradley Cooper there getting a handjob. Yada, There's yada, yada. 24 hours in a day. 22 is, of them are spent with me thinking about Bradley Cooper getting an HJ. I don't remember. I'm fuzzy on the details, but there was a psychic that charged tickets to see their psychic. Gotcha. Okay. The also, okay. no spoilers, but you're, now you're going to be watching out. Every oh, scene, I'll, I'm every 100% scene watching in. this. Every scene he walks in, you're going to be like, is this the one? Is this where he gets the hand up? Well, it has a bathtub. I know that. There so. you go. In his medium practice, Colby developed an ongoing relationship with a spirit guide he described as a Native American named Seneca. It was at a seance in 1875 that Seneca convinced Colby that he needed to head to Wisconsin to meet another medium. Together, the two mediums would travel by train to Florida to find a spot where Colby could develop his own camp similar to one called Lilydale in New York. I don't want to ever seem like I'm a doubter, because I generally believe stuff, but isn't it convenient for someone to be like, you may not want to listen to me, but there is a Native American, a wise... Mm. And you're, like, picking on these tropes and topics, and he's like, listen, I know I'm a white man, but it's not my idea, right? It would be a good way, I think, to, like, put it off. Kind of like uh, we're covering... Give you a little insider. The next uh, episode two parter is on the Teal Swan cult, and uh, we talk about that too. Where it's like very convenient to yeah. She married a, a, a Indian man with a British accent to further her uh, place in the New Age field. It's almost like white people are very comfortable. Almost. Using people, my, marginalized people as pawns yeah. for their financial gain. Kind Isn't of. That fucking shocking. I didn't mean to blow your mind tonight, but listen, yeah. that's fucking true. That's just You didn't know you were going to hear first tonight on this stage. But also, if suspension of disbelief, Seneca was real. This is a real Bill and Ted situation. This is George Carlin mm-hmm. right here. He's like two buddies. You're on a mission. 
They don't need a phone booth. They've got a railway car. Yep. Same, kind of the same thing. Sending them on an adventure together. Well, this is just what Colby and the other medium, T.D. Giddings, did. The pair ended up in Jacksonville, then traveled further south to a place near Orlando. Everyone just go, went in Jacksonville. Y'all got beef with Jacksonville? Are you beefing? You beefing with Are you Jacksonville? from Jacksonville? Okay, they're from okay, Jacksonville. What's up? So it was a good, it was a good, haha. I don't know, I don't know where, if y'all draw lines in cities, if you got cities against cities here or not. It's like people don't know that, yeah, if you're in Dallas and someone's like, we went to the Bleachers concert and he was like, I was in Houston last night and the crowd just went, boom. And he's and like, he goes, oh, from they were very nice, and they were glad I was coming to Dallas the next night. No, they were assholes. They would never like, be more like, for us. whatever, Houston sucks, we don't take it back. <laughs> so in our, everybody hates each other in our state, <laughs> well, but it's, ni- it's nice that you guys get along, especially, no. uh, oh, you don't? <laughs> oh, cool. So you're just like every other state. Okay, Good. cool. Infighting, cool. jealousies. Yeah. <laughs> Man, y'all know how hot it is here, right? Dude, my ass... God damn. I'm sweating. Like, we're from Texas, and it is very hot. But the past 48 hours... Walking, walking on that... Been. It's black asphalt. God damn. Like, the blacktop, the smooth asphalt all throughout Casadella. And we were like, let's walk to the fairy garden. It because was a four-minute walk, why? and I, we each saw God. Because it was we were, so, we were so close to the veil from near death. I told you, I said, it, was it miserable. feels like the sun is reaching out and pushing my mm-hmm. face down. Like, mm. it was so gross. It was so f- you said, gross. you said, and I wrote it down, you said, this heat is disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> it is. I hate it. I go, Straight up. I go, if I lived here, I'd be single for the rest of my life because I don't look cute, humid. No. Like, I could never You're do damp. my hair. Damp as fuck. I'd be sweating constantly. You're like, every date, like, so oh, it'd be so fucking gross. What, are you, what, is you, what is it that you do? I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Yeah, I'd be like, I'm listening. I promise. No. I promise I'm listening. It's like, I yeah, moved to Casadega. I live next to Gail. I just <laughs> hang it up. Hang it up and hang up my wind chimes and all my fairy lights. Done. Sounds like a great life, quite honestly, except for the heat. Uh, yeah. Well, in his medium practice, Colby developed an ongoing relationship with a spirit guide. He described... Oh, did I read that? Yes. Yep, yep, I did. The area was chosen by Seneca because of its inherent power. It allegedly sits on the same ley lines as Sedona. Ley lines are believed to... By some to indicate the flow of energy between prominent locations on Earth. Spots along ley lines can be epic centers where certain powerful people like mediums can harness the energy. The newly chosen place was also the spot of an energy vortex also similar to Sedona. According to the city's official website, the vortexes are swirling centers of energy that are conducive to healing, meditation, and self-exploration. The lake at Casadega is thought to be an energy vortex. Take off all your clothes. We didn't see the lake, did we? Get in the lake and explore yourself. Did uh, we see it? No, we didn't go that far. We stopped at the ferry village, and I think it was good to go. I mean, what am I going to see that's different about this lake than other ones? It's probably round. There's water in it. It's great. I sat. I wanted I was to explore the, by the ferry heat. garden, but I found a bench, and I could not move after that. She was going like this. It's I about go, as big as this I room. I see it. I got it. I'm fine. I see it. I c- oh, man. Yep, looks good. And you took your camera and did one of these, and you're like, all right. Yep, I was good. I'm going to sit here. <laughs> it's fair enough. It's one of those sweats where you don't realize how much you're sweating till you sit, and you're just sitting for a second, and then you're like, I am fucking drenched. It was... Yeah. 
It was it was wild. Colby and TD ended up in Jacksonville. Oh, god damn it. Sorry, my computer keeps jumping around. In the beginning, Colby and his followers were only spending winters in Florida, smart, and returning north each summer. They eventually set up a more permanent residence and stayed in Florida year-round. By the early 1900s, more and more people became interested in the area. A Daytona Beach newspaper called the camp a cult, (laughs) but wrote how it was charming and full of entertainment, restful scenes, and many comforts. Go join. It's fine. I agree with all... I'm not going to say it's a cult. It was entertaining, restful scenes, and seemed very... It seemed as if... You, um, well, we don't know if you apply and they assign you a place to live, but there's all these buildings that are called like Harmony Hall, Brigham Hall, almost like dorms in a way. And then there's also individualized houses. And when you're certified, you can apply to get a house. Mm -hmm. And then you pay like a fairly low rate. And then like there's an ongoing fee that you pay to maintain. It's like HOA-ish. Yeah. So, uh, and you see like if this was your chosen faith and that you mm-hmm. you know this is what you want to practice it w- probably is very like healing and energetic sure. to be around other people that believe that and then they also get together and do like group seances you stay charged you got to stay charged you got to stay charged yeah we did not see any of the vortexes i did want to visit them i think we would have been sucked up yeah it's taking us <laughs> take me <laughs> honestly if i knew there was a vortex in the middle of the lake i would have said take me <laughs> Tell Don't my kids in. I love them. If I get if I'm cooling off in this lake, that's perfectly fine. Like, kids, mama baptized herself in the Casadega <laughs> Lake, and she didn't come back out. So I, uh, I'm your guardian Although, now. They're probably gators. We've been on the gator look, and we haven't seen any. But don't bring that negativity into our life. I feel guilty because I kept telling Heather we're definitely going to see a gator because I lived in South Florida for several years. I saw them every day. So I'm like, they're everywhere. They're just walking around. So she thought, like, we just see them everywhere. We haven't seen one gator. Not one. I know. If y'all know where we can find one. (laughs) Where? Nederland. Oh, Gatorland. Oh, Gatorland. Oh, I've been to Gatorland. I went to Gatorland as a kid. It's titled Gatorland. This is the gator farm I was talking about. Well, I might get up Where you, they put the raw chickens up on a rope, and they jump out of the water and grab them and eat them. It's a rite of passage for Floridians. Yeah, or just kids on a road trip. That's where, <laughs> that's where we were. Eventually, the area stretched over to 50 acres, upon which several buildings and homes were erected. The Andrew Jackson Davis Building houses the Welcome Center, as well as the camp's bookstore. The camp's official website calls the building the Hub of the Community and refers to Davis as one of the great seers of the ages. Completed in 1905 as a lecture hall, it has since been used for community events like concerts, plays, parties, and potluck dinners. It is a it is a risky deal because if somebody accidentally leaves off the Davis, it's Christine's not like, Andrew Jackson. She was like, "Is that the Andrew? I got the genocidal guy that would beat the shit out of people with his canes? No, it's not him. It's a different, it's a different psychic Andrew one. Andrew Jackson. You know what? He's like, I'm keeping the name. I don't give a fuck. That's like when we were driving in the parking garage. We drove up and I saw a car backed in and I, I thought, I didn't know it was a car, I thought it was a man because there's a life-size printout of a good-looking guy who's got his arms crossed and he's looking. And it said, Michael Jackson, realtor. And I was like, fuck yeah, lean in. That was your name too. You shouldn't have to change it. And if people call you and they he ask didn't. you, not for a house, maybe for some entertainment, I don't know. Uh, and he, he is, was younger than Michael Jackson. Yeah, he so had that he name was, afterwards. Named Michael Jackson, but I I just have uh, after Michael Jackson a ton of respect for someone who's like I'm not going by Mike I'm not going by Mikey My name is Michael Jackson Thank Mm -mm. you 
1922, the Hotel Casadega was built. Made entirely of wood, the hotel was a landing spot for out-of-town visitors or new residents who stayed in its rooms while their homes were being built. On Christmas Day 1926, the original hotel burned down. They built a Spanish Revival Hotel in its place, complete with fire-resistant materials to avoid another disaster. Yeah, back in the 1900s, it was friggin' three, what is it, three little pigs where they, they were just like, it's just wood, pick the driest wood. Whatever, whatever you can get your hands Some on. Some things you don't, you got to learn the hard way. And yeah. one of those is you need things that are fire resistant if yeah. you want to live inside of them. What did we recently cover? This is good advice. Have you checked your house recently? Maybe you should. <laughs> Go home tonight. Call your homeowner's insurance. They're going to be like, why do you keep asking about fires? What are you planning? I just need to know. Okay. I need to know. Before My favorite Christmas. thing is when you buy kids pajamas and it says in a huge tag, do not get close to flames. And you're like, who would? <laughs> hey, go over there and push some of those logs, Junior. <laughs> it's like, Daddy, but my tag. Mm-hmm. And I don't listen to tags. Push them. The hotel claims proudly on its website that it is haunted. Many visitors have reported feeling the presence of spirits or even capturing otherworldly shadows and photos taken on site. The hotel definitely leans into the creepy lore surrounding it. On a BBC show, the hotel's manager proudly proclaimed they have two kinds of spirits. Those you can drink and those you can feel. So proud of that Love they it. were. She like turns around and says it on the staircase. And I'm like, fuck yeah, girl, you landed that joke. You wrote that. And the host is like, ha ha. I'm like, don't give me the Jim Halpert stare. That was a great <laughs> joke. She crushed it. Don't uh, be above this. Laugh at that. Support this. They this uh, your interview. Yeah, that's a good-looking hotel. We went there. Yeah, we did. Uh, we wanted to eat there. We didn't have time, but it did look haunted. Oh, yeah, it's an old spooky place. It's an old spooky, especially the hallway down where the rooms are. Yeah, yeah. It just, it's look never-ending, and it just, it's all wood, It's and you went into a little meditation I booth. I did. I went to a meditation booth, and I said a prayer to a figurine that was in there, and I asked for it to give us all the blessing, so I hope... It said, she will come to you, she will honor you, she will show you her love. So I hope so. It was lovely meeting that I didn't know what to say. <laughs> I was awkward. It said, all you need to do is say the prayer. And I was like, and thank you for letting me be in your booth. <laughs> and I know that spirit was like, shut the hell up. You're finished. You're done. I'm supposed to bless you now. It's like when I accidentally took the fucking communion and the, I was like, no, no, no. Because I'm not Catholic, oh. but I was at a Catholic service. And he just kept going with the wafer and I was like don't I was try like, I'm, I'm actually not he's like you're not supposed to talk take the wafer I was like oh no he was a tagging priest did you so. take it yeah man I wasn't gonna spat the body of the lord on no, the ground no you shouldn't did but, you drink the wine no I skipped the wine cause they knew me they what? were like that's the best part it was a visiting priest it was a church I go to with my friend we went to the buffet afterwards so I was like I'll sit through Catholic mass for a buffet at the end of it he was great his homilies were fantastic but yeah the so the other ser- servers knew they're not servers are they called servers uh, altar folk they no, knew no it's not a restaurant it's well, a church they were like did you get one to refill the, the altar wine? boys altar were, these were grown up children oh, the okay. servers the altar servers but yeah they I mean they were just like wow acolytes I'm like, I believe that's what they're called Altar service. They're called altar service? What the fuck Depends. do I know? I only went to an Episcopalian school for nine years, but I blocked it all out because <laughs> it was traumatic, so I don't remember. <laughs> Just kidding. I had a great time. It wasn't traumatic at all. That's for legit. It was not traumatic. Like I actually enjoyed my time there. Visitors have seen orbs floating in their rooms. One guest on TripAdvisor wrote, I heard a low ghostly whisper in my left ear that said, Are you 
Unfortunately, it did not finish the question. That's a bitch. Uh, and not too long after that, I felt something icy encompass my left hand. Are you finished with that? <laughs> I think that's what they're asking. You'd be like, are you going to take the last sip? Are you horny right now? <laughs> oh, something icy cold encompassed my left hand. Either. Hand on hand. That's right. That's the first step. Cold hands, warm heart. Hand on hand action. <laughs> you judge a lot by touching somebody's hand. That ghost knew. Another ghost felt, or another guest felt. An eerie feeling in the hallway. Someone else heard a little girl's giggle down an empty hallway. That guest is one of many who complain of the sound of children playing and roughhousing on the upper floors of the hotel where only guests are allowed. This is particularly eerie as guests must be 21 years or older to stay in the hotel. So either lack security or haunted. Well, TB, I'll let you be the judge. You go and say those this. two. I think it's more likely it's haunted than a bunch of yeah. children getting in there after dark. I didn't see anybody under the age of. I saw one girl. There's probably like ten. Oh, I didn't. I didn't see a youth. She, she was. Yeah, she was in the bookstore. Maybe she's a giggler. We gotta yeah. find out. <laughs> the Phantom Giggler of Casadega. That sounds like a fun boxcar children book. Mm-hmm. Is that a, that's still a thing? A boxcar? Wasn't that like what's a, that? They like solve mysteries on trains. Oh, I yeah, didn't yeah. know that. It's like a kid's book series or like a babysitter's okay. club. The Phantom Giggler of Casadega. We're going to get That does it. sound like that. Diana, the hotel's owner, told American Way magazine that the activity is pretty centrally located, saying, Most of our spirits tend to stay on the second floor and in the attic, though I found the children are harder to keep in one place. They love to explore. Even in the afterlife. Right? You can't sit the like, fuck down for five <laughs> seconds. <laughs> You're dead. Sit down. Sit down. <laughs> Shut up. You're dead. God damn. You're can like, you watch TV? Can we play? How can you throw shit off this table still? You're a ghost. <laughs> God. One frequently seen spirit is Gentleman Jack, an older looking ghost who is fond of female staffers and visitors. Diana told American Way. Young, old, he loves women. Touching their hair, or tapping on their shoulders. He's a real jokester. That's what they... Called those people back then. <laughs> Jokester. He was hilarious. Mm-hmm. He'll just pull your hair. It was funny. <laughs> He's kidding. If you want to conjure up a spirit, rumor has it a ghost named Arthur loves gin and cigars. If you're hoping to see him, it's wise to set out a glass of gin and a stogie to bring him to your room. The hotel's owner wants to make sure you aren't just on the lookout for the smoking, drinking ghoul, saying, It's not just Arthur. There are so many friendly spirits here. She's got beef with Arthur. <laughs> she's mad she's Arthur's like, as popular as he is. He's got, she's like, Arthur's gotten too big for his britches. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to need the rest of you, kids, I'm talking to you, <laughs> crank it up Step a notch. Step up your game. <laughs> They're like, all we've got is giggling and throwing balls down the hall. Oh, twice as many balls, as many balls as you can get. <laughs> all the giggling. Sinisterhood will be right back. With Masterclass, you can learn from the world's best minds anytime, anywhere, at your own pace. You can learn how to write songs with John Legend, improve your cooking skills with Gordon Ramsay, or learn the art of storytelling from Neil Gaiman. With over 180 classes from a range of world-class instructors, that thing you've always wanted to do, it's closer than you think. Masterclass is accessible on your phone, web, or smart TV, offering classes on a wide variety of topics, all taught by world-class instructors at the top of their fields. 
Each class is broken out into 10 individual video lessons, usually around 10 minutes long. Members can explore at their own pace, and each class is supported by downloadable materials, class guides, recipes, and more. Learn how to write anything from a book or a screenplay to just a letter. Learn how to communicate with your boss or your family. How to make dinner worthy of a Michelin star or just how to make really good scrambled eggs. Whatever you're interested in, there's a class for you. And I love the Masterclass app because you can also listen to it audio style. So if I'm walking the dogs, I can listen to it. And because there's downloadable material, I don't feel like, oh gosh, I'm not taking notes. I have to go back. Mm -hmm. I can just go back and then review what I listened to. And it like reinforces my memory. Also, I realize I'm allowed to re-listen to things. Like I don't have to be perfect every time and it's on demand. So rewind, pause, faster, slower. It's all there. I gave a masterclass subscription to both of my brothers last year for Christmas. It was a huge hit because y'all know I love a subscription gift. But you, if you give them a, a annual pass, it's unlimited. You can mm -hmm. watch as many videos as you want. So what better way to say I love you this holiday season apart from our Patreon subscription, then uh, giving someone the gift of knowledge and learning, that's invaluable, Heather. Especially from experts like FBI Special Agent John Douglas. What's he oh, up to? Yes. Oh, y'all know what Do John Douglas is up to. He's uh, He inspired Silence of the Lambs, Mindhunter, all those cases that we're so familiar with. He's interrogated a lot of infamous criminals like Manson, John Wayne Gacy. And in his masterclass, Obviously, we're not going to be interviewing serial killers, but the same tactics that he uses, everybody can use in their personal lives, at work, to help you read the room, be better communicators, know when people are lying or telling the truth. You can apply it to pretty much everything you do in life. We highly recommend that you check it out. This holiday, give the perfect gift of an annual Masterclass membership and get one free. What better gift is it than when you give something and then you also get one for yourself? My mouth is open. That's Your such mouth a good is gift. a gape right now. Go to masterclass.com slash creepy today. That's masterclass.com slash creepy. Terms apply. Helix Sleep is a premium mattress brand that provides tailored mattresses based on your unique sleep preferences. The Helix lineup includes 14 unique mattresses, including a collection of luxury models, mattress for big and tall sleepers, and even a mattress just for kids. So how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? Take the Helix Sleep Quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a 100-night risk-free trial. You try out your new Helix mattress, see how your body adjusts, and if you decide it's not the best fit, you're welcome to return it for a full refund. Every body is unique, so Helix offers models with memory foam layers to provide optimal pressure relief if you sleep on your side, models with a more responsive foam to cradle your body for essential support in stomach and back sleeping positions, plus enhanced cooling during those warm months so you don't overheat at night and wake up in a pool of your own sweat. <laughs> I'm speaking from experience, but not anymore, not with my Helix. No, I, those days are gone. I took the Helix sleep quiz. I was matched with a Moonlight Luxe mattress because I wanted something that offered support for when I do sleep on my side, but also does have that cradling foam because I do end up on my stomach some nights. Mm -hmm. I have the Sunset Lux because I usually sleep on my side, but honestly, I also flip around and no matter what position I'm in it's great and also the motion transfer minimal I can barely feel Tommy flopping all around on the other side of the bed 
Not only is the mattress the best I have slept on, but the setup was fast and easy. Helix mattresses are delivered in a box straight to your door for free. By supporting Helix, you're allowing them to support us in our show. Go purchase your Helix and thank us later for your best night's sleep. Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash creepy. With Helix, better sleep starts now. But the scariest part of all may be the hotel's age and lack of updating. There's no hot water after 10 p.m. No phones or TVs in the room. And according to online reviews, bathrooms where... Nothing functions except the toilet. There was a... This what was, else do you I need say, to function in there? Yeah, right. A sink? Uh, I guess. You probably want to wash your hands. Uh, maybe shower. This is this reminded me of the Stanley Hotel. that mm-hmm. Because before... Because it's just a, like... It cracks me up when someone doesn't correlate that they see a place was built in 1926. And they're like, this was not the Four Seasons. <laughs> and you're like, you know? Yeah, look at some pictures, buddy. Or maybe just like get the idea when you pull up in the parking lot. Mm-hmm. But when we went to stay at the Stanley, we were actually... We ended up sleeping there. But we were nervous at first because the TripAdvisor reviews were like these motherfuckers don't have air conditioning it's a piece of shit I'm like it's 40 degrees outside it was snowing open your fucking window which by the way opens with no screen and it's about jump right out knee high oh yeah you could I could have jumped on that roof and made a work for it easily easily things were built different back then and do you want historical stuff that's cool yeah or do you want the Hot water after 10 p.m. You know you what? Make the what are you doing after 10? Shower earlier. Make better plans. If you want to go to a place where everything historical has been leveled and built into a very convenient air-conditioned place, come to Dallas. There you go. It's called Dallas, Texas. We have no history. It sucks. There's like one or two buildings. But we did have a president that was assassinated there. But they keep trying to paint over the X. Everybody keeps spray painting on the street where he was shot. So even that, we can't keep. Can't People keep anything nice. are trying to cover it up. Or bulldoze it. They'll be like, well, that was that was the X. We put a condo there. You're like, that was a roadway. And they're like, not anymore. <laughs> Built it right Dallas. on top. Yeah. At least once a week, somebody re uh, paints that X. Oh, yeah. And then at least once a week, it's recovered up. Just let it be. We all know what happened. I like to think that it's CIA. I'm looking <laughs> at you. The battle over the JFKX, I like to think that it's one city public works employee and one fucking guy out there selling newspapers and they just see each other and they're like, like two cowboys ready. And one of them's got the spray paint and one of them's got the remover and they're just like shaking it at each other. Tumbleweed. Tumbleweed. Blows by. Well, when writer Jess Swanson visited the Casadega Hotel in October of 2020, she had a different encounter involving a bathroom ghost. A fellow guest at the hotel's bar complained to Jess of a run-in at the lobby bathroom, saying, I heard an old woman grunting in the bathroom stall. She smelled like old lady, like Estee Lauder or something. I accidentally you know, bumped into her stall, and I apologized, but the woman didn't say anything. And then when I looked under the door, there was no one there. There's a phantom dumper and a phantom giggler. We got one of each. Is there much worse than old lady smell in a bathroom <laughs> it starts to swirl up yeah it's a cocktail no you're like wants. oh it smells like a bathroom but with old lady cover up yeah that's the worst no oh. that's bad yeah mm-hmm. and i feel bad for because i know sometimes we say spirits repeat certain patterns you know like they're not aware oh. that they're in other surroundings like i think my parents house is haunted mm-hmm. because one uh, the former owner 
had an incident in the driveway where a car crushed him and his wife came out to help him call 911 all that and I see a spirit running down the hallway. So I think she's on this loop. You know, if you feel like you had unfinished business, and my God, the worst business unfinished is grunting to dump out mm. in a hotel lobby bathroom, and that's what you just repeat for y- eternity. Not it's even eternity. your own bathroom. Not even where your you're own. Like, where your comfort. And no. this bathroom doesn't no have books. water after 10 p.m. No. So after 10 p.m., your loop is just nasty until they turn the water back on in the morning. No wonder she was grunting in there. No. Yeah, I'd be pissed. Once you leave the hotel, you can head out to see the spot described as one of Florida's most unusual footpaths, the Horseshoe Park and Ferry Trail. Hikers along the quarter-mile trek have said to feel an overwhelming sense of calm and relaxation. Others claim they are inspired by the art and nature. Small fairy homes are incorporated into the natural beauty. I felt things, but they unfortunately were not calm and relaxation. It was, I think I might die of a heat stroke. But there were uh, lots took, of great fairy little houses and cute things. I have extensive photos that I oh, took please. and haven't showed you until this I, moment. You disappeared. Yeah. You went down a path, and I didn't mm-hmm. see you for quite some time. So I, I don't to, know what you took pictures of. I went to another realm. It was, spoke to me. First of all... I saw this Precious Moments doll leaned up against a shaped object that says the word irresistible on it. What does this object look like to you? What does this look like to me? This thing that says irresistible? A, a dick. Yeah. It's a, you can't see it. I'll post a picture on the internet eventually. But uh, that's all you need to know. It's a little angel Precious Moments. She's looking up holding a flower and just leaned up like James Dean against a wall. She's leaned up against a penis taller than her. It it's taller. a full head taller than her. Yeah, it's it's a good two and a half inches taller than that thing. So walking through the garden, I'm like, all right, garden, speak to me. If you think that I need your message, and I saw that, then I saw a pig, which I thought was oh, appropriate cute. for you. Oh, there's a lot of cool shit back there. I saw I a missed. bell. It looks like that some folks, it with good intentions, my new thing is I like to assume everyone has good intentions, and is trying their best. And when they dumped a bunch of McDonald's Happy Meal toys, <laughs> I am going to trust there was a reason to do that. Uh, and so I did see uh, there's a hippo, which Leanne likes. There's a rock that says Emily. My friend Emily from high school recently texted me. I was like, this garden oh, okay. is speaking to me yeah. in all these different ways. Uh, and there was a uh, very cool, what do you call it, wind chime made out uh-huh. of forks and knives. Oh, that's cool. Which, that's just smart. Up you got those sitting around. Yeah. There's a flamingo. Big ass flamingo. Nancy McKinney loves flamingos. There yeah. was a pineapple upside down. Swinger gnomes. Swinger fairies. And it's next to the Busy Bee Honey House. So yeah, you tell me. Yeah, busy getting fucked. <laughs> mm-hmm. And there is a gnome that looks exactly like the gnome that I David took. David the gnome. That looks like David the gnome. That's the, Actually, that manufactured is the same gnome I took with me on my high school New York trip. And I put him in every picture. And it was from Walgreens. Like, like the Travelocity It gnome. looked like the Travelocity gnome. Absolutely. I thought it was so cool. Like, I'm a senior. I'm going to take pictures of the gnome. What a dork. <laughs> A fucking dork. <laughs> but I saw that gnome there, so I think it was speaking. Uh, it was probably the same one. Yeah. Same. He's made his way. So you I reunited. Think, I think that gnome's still at my mother's house, like many things from or her childhood. Is it? Bug, it got away. Has it moved here? Uh huh. <laughs> Residents of the city and their neighbors weren't always operating on the same wavelength. In order to perform mediumship services inside the camp as a certified medium, Providers must follow the restrictions put in place by the camp itself. However, those rules weren't stopping uncertified seers from taking clients on 
on county land just across the road from Casadega or even inside the Casadega Hotel. See? You got to take advantage. Well, you're taking advantage of people. Yeah, Exploitation. You, you, you don't know who's going to just set up shop there. And if your mm-hmm. name's on the sign, you might want to, you know, make sure there's a vetting process. It's like if you, in Texas, if you go, get into UT Austin and then somebody from UT Dallas says, I go to UT, you're like, no, you fucking don't. <laughs> you go to it's the same thing. School. If you're like certified by the Casadega people and yes. you have a, in your certified medium, and somebody else rolls in town. You're like, you didn't go here. You don't have a diploma on your wall. Yeah, just something to know they've been vetted. And I mm-hmm. like that more than half of the people I saw signs for were like Reverend mm-hmm. Maggie Johnson. That's a ton. Certified medium. I'm like, fuck yeah, as a fellow Reverend, what's up? <laughs> yeah. In the Church of the Subgenius. We, uh, we, we had to take the medium that was on call and there was only one and she was not a reverend but had she been you would have had a great opening that's right immediate <laughs> connection reverend to reverend in the late 1980s the camp leadership made changes reorganizing the camp's legal status and changing how voting on important issues was conducted this caused inner turmoil and grief in the camp when one shareholder medium formed a rival group there's of course there's drama the camp canceled her stock meaning she lost ownership and voting power in the camp. She told the AP, All this bickering and lawsuits have drained the positive energy from this place. Boy, the reporters just couldn't get enough. This is why they need a docu-series. Oh, Don't man. you want to know the drama? Oh, the sure. medium drama? The episodes titled there? themselves. Dude, Didn't no. see that coming. I mean, come on. <laughs> But that's what all the articles were like. Oh, I guess they're not on the same wavelength. I was like, yeah, that's a good joke. We're going to say that on stage. (laughs) But yeah, I would always be like, oh, they changed the voting stock. I guess the mediums couldn't tell that. I'm like, you don't know how this works. Uh -uh. Go to Casadega, figure it out. Mm -hmm. The battle between camp leadership and unsatisfied mediums was finally over in 1989. One astrologist, Hannon Leeds, told the AP, There's no reason to fight. There's enough energy here to go around. That's the attitude we need, Hannon. See, that's an open, welcoming spirit, Mm -hmm. not beefing. No, I felt like it was a very open and welcoming place. Oh, for sure. I wish we could have met more people that live and work there and and gone on. Like I said, I want to come back in the winter. (laughs) When we can... I go... Spend hours outside. escape it. There's nowhere to hide. Mm -mm. It's just... Y'all got real blue skies, and there's not... Like, we couldn't find shade. Mm -mm. It's great. Your weather's great. If the United States is an automobile that's parked in the sunshine, you all are the dashboard. (laughs) (laughs) We're in the middle somewhere. It's not much better. I feel like we're the steering wheel. And the, the, the driver's seat that burns your cheeks when you sit down. What's, yeah, what's that one? Us too? Yes, yeah, it chaps my ass living in Texas, <laughs> yeah. so feels right. For sure, yeah. A decade later, the battle went from internal to external. In 99, an evangelical Christian church called the Dunamis Community and Outreach Ministries held a revival at Colby Lake Park. They used a public address system that was so loud it disrupted the camp's temple services that morning. Soon after, the congregation's leader decided he wanted to build the first Christian church in Casadega since the camp's founding over 100 years prior. And he, uh, clearly people were not stoked about this, especially when someone comes to town, starts hollering over your meeting Mm -hmm. that you have every Sunday. 
Uh, but yeah, he's like, the church is still there. We passed it. We did. We passed it. And he was just like, first thing you see, really. No one else is there. I cornered the market. Like, he was the first one thought to put a subway on this corner. Mm-mm. I'm like, you're dead. There's already the room. something here. Read the room. There's already some. something here. You don't need to come in. We're good to go. go. Do your thing in another place. We're good to go. Yeah, we're, we're okay here. Initially, the county denied the request. Residents of Casadega were concerned about the potential for increased traffic, possible environmental ramifications, and potential for stepping on the beliefs of the spiritualist. A neighbor, George Tatry, who was not a spiritualist, told the Orlando Sentinel, They're going to try to convert people in Casadega. That is the object of their church, you know, gain more parishioners. Dunamis' church's leader, Reverend John Farrow, didn't disagree. Admitting that the church church's mission was to evangelize the world. <laughs> Coming in hot and not yeah, denying it. No, no. I mean, at least you know there's not gonna be an argument there. They're like, yeah, we are here to take over. In addition to the friendship between the neighbors and one another, I like the folks that are not spiritualists that live nearby and they're like, they're great. Like they're pretty quiet, they're cool. Oh yeah. They let us know when got there's a good energy, traffic. there's a good vibe everywhere. Yeah, if you gotta set up shop somewhere and you're like, I don't really believe in it, but is there like some runoff I'm gonna get? Like yeah. some environmental? It's like positive, yeah. Mm-hmm. Although the zoning proposal was initially struck down by the county, Pharaoh and his church sued in federal court and won. They were able to build their church just a two-minute drive from the Casadega Spiritualist Camp. And you're correct. We saw it. We passed it right. I mean, it's right on the way. You can't miss Mm -hmm. it. I was like, hey, that's the church that had to sue to get here. (laughs) As the Lake Helen residents wanted to make it clear that the mediums were not part of their community, so do the Casadega residents want to make it clear that the nearby devil's chair is not something they created or condone. That hasn't stopped tourists from conflating the two. And it's an easy mistake to make if one is not familiar with spiritualist practices. Yeah, in the there was a local newspaper article from like way back when from Lake Helen residents writing to the newspaper being like, Can you please publish this and let everybody know that just because the Casadega mail comes through the Lake Helen post office they're not part of our city. I'm like, you should be so lucky mm-hmm. to have a bunch of fucking psychic mediums part of your city. And they were like, I would just love so you know. a neighborhood of psychic mediums. That's what I'm Everyone move there. She's going to move there. You, I, are you think I'm going to? No, I think you'll go and visit, though. You oh, are. yeah. No, I totally want to go back and visit. 100%. Yes. Located just a mile from the spiritualist camp, the Lake Helen Cemetery has gained a reputation for housing what some call the devil's chair. It is a brick bench located in the cemetery, but in the dark of night, it is much more frightening. Legend has it that a person sitting in the chair at the stroke of midnight will see the devil appear before them. Others say that the devil may not appear, but those sitting in the chair with their eyes closed will hear the voice of Satan whispering in their ear. Are you <laughs> going to finish you that? Done with that? <laughs> And then you feel a fiery hot hand on your hand. Yeah. Uh, we saw a devil's chair. It wasn't the one in the cemetery. It was the old recliner on the side of the road. <laughs> but I like to think if you sit in that at the stroke of midnight and close your eyes, somebody will Same whisper in your ear. Yep. And you get a hand on you. Yep. <laughs> For sure. For those too afraid to undertake the challenge, you can have a more hands-off encounter with Lucifer. All you have to do is sit a cold, unopened can of beer on the chair. When you return in the morning, the beer will be empty. (laughs) Though, still unopened. You know, they're like, through the bottom. Yeah. And then, 
somehow put it back up. Yeah, put it back down. Melt it back together. Yeah, that's uh, I love that. That it's you got to leave him a beer. He's a cool. He's like got a parrot head. Uh, he's got. This, oh yeah, he's yeah. Got his little he fucks opener. with Crocs for sure. The devil fucks. fucks with Crocs. How else? <laughs> what other kind of shoe is gonna work for your cloven hoof? Oh, that's true. Walking across hot coals and shit. No, it's these you babies. Got a little cushions. This patented material. Yeah. This is off road. You can off road in these things. You put those. Straps up, you got devil mode. Do it. <laughs> do whatever you want. Full on. No, Full yeah. Because uh, you do have to use those things when you start to get a little sweaty. Yeah. They'll just fly right off your foot. You've almost lost one a couple times I now. have. That's why when I first got them, I was like, oh, these little bumps down in here. This is nice. It's like massaging. I'm like, no. It's like if you got out of your shower without a floor mat <laughs> on your feet permanently. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, it needs the grippy. It's for safety and a little bit of pleasure, but safety mostly. The creepy legend actually sprung out of something much sweeter. Louis Gates, a historian in the area, told Weird Florida... Oh, there's nothing to it. Kids all started that story. The real story goes back to a man who lost his wife. It was a quick death and unexpected. This was back in the 20s. She was buried in that cemetery, and he would walk there each day and sit beside her grave. The man had arthritis real bad in his legs, and the walk was real hard on him. He needed something to sit on, so he built that big brick chair so he could rest beside his wife's grave. There are all kinds of stories, you know, if you sit in the chair, the devil will talk to you. It's all just a story. It really had nothing to do with the devil. Nobody wants that interview. Fuck! Nobody wanted that answer. God! Just make it up. Yes! Don't... That brought the whole room down. It just not this me. room, but like this journalist. Just like, was like in life, really? Like, you couldn't oh. have just made something up about oh, my, how this is the devil's chair. The recorder ran out of tape, so I'm gonna in this interview. It's nice <laughs> to meet you, though. Uh, but that it is. I like to think that if it was in the 20s, clearly he's probably dead now. If he was old enough to be married in yeah. the 20s, I imagine mathematically would work out that he's probably not around so maybe he's the one and he doesn't want anybody to sit on his chair and so he'll be like I'm the devil motherfucker oh I leave, like that leave me a beer get out of my chair leave me a beer and get out of my chair <laughs> there's a, I mean you I built respect it. that it ain't, my, it ain't your chair is no. your name on it is that your wife's grave I get didn't out think so and leave me a drink on, my, on your way out might as well even if the chair did belong to the devil neighbors in Casadega wouldn't be bothered as they don't believe in him according to the FAQ on the camp's website Though they believe God is infinite intelligence and Jesus was a great spiritual leader, they do not believe in the devil. Writing, Our theology does not embrace falling from grace or sinning. Therefore, we do not believe in a devil. We believe we alone are responsible for the benefits or consequences of our actions. That's very enlightening. I like that. I do love their whole website. It's very clear. They have a FAQ, which I imagine there's probably a lot of Frequently asked a lot questions, of questions about a place and like they that. compiled all of them uh, and put it in one place for our convenience. Very neat. I, that's I'm not gonna lie to y'all. Aside from having a crush on a boy, the reason why I gave my soul to the Lord <laughs> in that public <laughs> swimming hole all those years ago and the buffet, um, there were, you had a lot of reasons to give yeah, your soul. I up. went to the Catholic Church for the buffet. I went to the Baptist Church for the Yikes. boys. Yeah, that doesn't make me sound very nice. No, um, I think that's great. Also, if I got baptized, they told me not only I get water park admission, I also got a cake with my favorite Bible verse What? On yeah, they had a cake. I got screwed out of my baptism. <laughs> I got nothing cool well, at all. You're welcome, America. Damn, did you pick a cake? Yeah. yeah what I got was a, your Bible verse? I picked, oh, it was like Romans. 
I feel like it was Romans like 8, 12. I literally I, know nothing but John 3, Romans, 16. And that was from Stone Cold I, Steve I, you Austin. You could say anything right now, and I'd be like, oh, that's cool. I have no idea. I don't think that was it. That that one's we are committed up. to resist sin. That was not There's your quote. There's no way. No way. No way. I can't. No way. It was Romans something. A lot of people quote um, Ecclesiastes. Is that one? Yeah, Something. that's one of them. I mean, people quote a lot of them. Yeah, but I hear that one around a lot. I hear uh, Ecclesiastes around. I, I hope it wasn't Romans, Romans 8, 5. Those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires. But what if I did pick that? You that were horny as a kid. Because it didn't say the words of the verse. It just said Romans 8, 5 or whatever. They would have been like, yeah, this is great cake. I'm like, yeah, it is. The sins of the flesh. You'd like that cake? Because <laughs> uh, I wasn't there for the right reasons. But all that to say the devil belief stuff, the guy that... I won't. It sounds bad to say he lured me into the church, but that's a little bit how it happened. He looked um, a man, a grown up. He was a grown up adult. It really upset my mom. He would AOL instant messenger me. I promise it was above board. In theory, yeah. Someone goes, he was grooming you. Let's process this trauma together. He was. I mean, uh, man, man came to my house and goes, let me come to your house and talk to you about Jesus. How it was old like was this thirty person? some odd, two months. Thirty. He was. An adult. How old were you? Ooh, I could drive. So 16, 17. And uh, it was late at night on a weeknight. And my mom's like, you're not going anywhere. And I was like, my mom said I can't leave. And he's like, I'll come to your house, but I'm not going to come inside. So I go, it's illegal. He goes, meet me outside. We're going to sit under the street lamp and talk about the, the Lord. And I was like, I'm going to go out and talk to this adult grown up in the darkness about the Lord. And mom's like, All right. <laughs> Sitting on the porch, just like, hmm. Hmm. Did you talk about the Lord? Yeah, you know, I mean, it's hard. So he, they were, as you, I'm sure, if you've been to the stereotypical Baptist church, that it was a lot of fire and brimstone discussion. So we did have a... how he should be in hell for the horrible <laughs> thoughts he was having about you, about the immoral and illegal thoughts he was having about a minor... There's some low-ass self-esteem I had that I was like, he wasn't grooming me. Oh, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> fuck, I was a, oh, my goodness. But uh, he That's was, That's a he, funny bit, though. He did. If you have such low self-esteem, you think a pedophile isn't after you. Like, yeah, he's not That's a funny joke. Me. As a comedian, it that's is, a funny yeah, joke. Yeah, it is objectively a funny... Uh, but he talked a lot about the devil, and then, he, then you know, when they're like, we want to have you all baptized, and they're like, everyone say out loud why they want to be baptized, and everyone was like, I want to give my life to Christ and all that. And in my head, I was like, I'm not trying to go to hell. And they kept going, it's not fire insurance. You can't just do this so that you won't go to hell. And I was like... But it, would it work? Is there a buffet? Is there a buffet? First of all, probably. Your words were golden corral. Yeah, I was like, what time is this over so I can go? And we go to the world buffet sometimes. It was great. The I, world buffet. It was like, oh, a, wait yeah. a second. Completely unrelated. Go. Did you all know? Yeah, we all know about Disney World. Fuck. But <laughs> did you guys know that, what is the fucking name of it, Heather? The action spot. No, wait. Fun spot. Fun, Fun spot. spot. America? Sounds like a. It sounds like a sex toy. So we drove past this place, and I said, "Is everyone seeing this, or did we just travel into a portal 
where this is like, because we were like, is it open? We didn't see anybody. So it few was. people there. There was like four people because it was a thousand degrees and it's just cement. So I imagine people didn't want to be there. A commercial for this place? I don't I know how be, we've never heard of I'll it. I'll be there in a fucking second. The Liberty Swing, White Lightning, Freedom Flyer, The Mind Blower, Hurricane. Well, that's a harmful name in this area, uh, given what frequently it's a happens. a roller coaster. And then it the is a roller coaster. Pad. They shouldn't even the splash pad the hurricane. Yeah, right. There's water there. Sense. And go-karts. Uh, and what is that? Wait, something coaster? What is that thing? The oh, sky coaster. No, no, no. Come fly. It's like a big, you know those uh, swings you put in your front yard for kids that are just nets? It's like that, but a thousand feet in the air, and you're an adult, and you're strapped to it, looking down. Huge opportunities. They will match your salary. So. Oh. Okay, <laughs> really? Pull up an email. Let's see. <laughs> Apply online. I'm going to send, uh, what is it, Fun Spot American email and be like, here's what I make. Can I come work for you? And if they say, yeah, we'll match it. Okay, Heather. <laughs> this is how I get to Casadega. You got to be driving distance to Casadega. Yep. Looks yep. like they'll hire you on the spot is what it says. Probably <laughs> On the spot. Wow. On the spot. Well, in Casadega, it is still business as usual, even 128 years after its founding. Having been around that long, the camp has seen its fair share of media attention over the years. The brand Bright Eyes wrote a song called Four Winds, in which they sing about retracing my steps all the way to Casadega to commune with the dead. Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers released a song, Casadega, in which he sings... Think I'm... I- just not in Casadega. I hang on everywhere. I've never heard that. Do you know that? I listened to it after I found it. I, need, I should have. Yeah. I went to a Tom Petty concert. You guys, he didn't play it. And then he died like six months later. So, well, two for two on accident. Now he's killing celebrities. I go, we got to go see Tom. I missed a wedding. I missed a friend's wedding because I was like, I got Tom Petty tickets. I'm going to that. I'm sorry. Have a happy marriage. Love you. Um, but I go, I got to go see him before he dies. And he died like six months later. I'm a fucking Same monster. Same thing happened to Betty White. Fuck. And last night, let's just all say a prayer for Bob Barker. That's all I didn't I'm do say. anything. Because Heather put it out there. I did not. That we may not have him for much longer. She blames me for the death of Betty White. I, I don't blame you, but I think you contributed to it. A I little just, bit. A all little I bit. said was that they were having their 100th birthday extravaganza at a movie theater location near you. And to buy a ticket. And mom's like, I want to buy a ticket. And I go, Buck, what if she dies before then? And she did. She fucking did. She did. It is okay. Like well, two weeks all right. before. I didn't say before. I wished. I just was like, damn, that'd be Bob Barker's up. 98. We're trying to get him to 100. So two, we need two more years out of this, Heather. All right. Well, I'll stop thinking about him, I guess. <laughs> Don't think about Bob Barker. Now you're all thinking about now Bob Barker. you're all thinking about it. Maybe it'll even it out. Petty had never visited the spiritualist camp, but wrote the song on an airplane after reading an article in the New York Times about the place. He later said in an interview, There are all kinds of psychics and fortune tellers. It's this really small place, and I wrote that by putting myself in the mind of someone who went to Casadega. Though I spelled it wrong. Political li- or poetic license, I guess. He spelled it Casa, separate word, D-E-G-A. Like a house in Spanish mm-hmm. called Dega. Yeah. Which I have a question, because he read an article about it. Yeah, did they misspell it? No, it no, was the it was New York Times. Yeah. yeah, no, the New York Times 
usually doesn't I think stuff. They make a crossword puzzle, so if they did spell stuff wrong, none of us are ever going to get the Sunday t- puzzle because the shit's all spelled wrong. I think it's interesting to write a song about a place you've never been to. Mm-hmm. You've just read about. He's Tom Petty. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to question him. He <laughs> yeah, can do whatever that, he wants. Yeah. That baller attitude. The town was also profiled in the BBC's TV show Around the World in 80 Face. Despite being an Anglican vicar, the show's host, Peter Owen Jones, willingly participated in a seance. He sat around a table of mediums with their hands on the tabletop. They laid out a trumpet to see if the spirits wanted to use that to contact the group. They also called for the dead to tip the table, making this a classic table-tipping seance. And he's in it because there's like, I mean, they turn the lights off and everything. And the, so the night vision camera's on him. And he's just like, oh, the whole time. <laughs> and then afterwards, he was like, they were making me say some stuff that's like borderline. I'm not allowed to say as a vicar. <laughs> it was like, he dipped his, he was trying to dip his toe in and he just sort of went boop, right in the water. <laughs> Sometimes you dip in that toe in and they just yank you right in and you can't get out mm-hmm. until it's over and done with. <laughs> table tipping seances involve a group sitting around a table with their hands on top. When spirits want to communicate, they move the table in certain ways. Of course, this is ripe for exploitation, as tables can be modified in advance, participants can wear hook-like apparatus strapped to their arms, or tricksters could collude in advance on when to tip the table. So, yeah, that is the uh, issue, is that uh, you say, if you are here to talk to Christy, talk to Christy. And then, and then they just, <laughs> you know, you shut the table at Christy. yeah. yeah. Uh, it's like when you did a Ouija board with your friends, and there was always someone that was pushing the little planchette around. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And then you take all your hands off. And then it goes... <laughs> <laughs> and then you burn your house down, and yeah. it's your own fault. And then you mm-hmm. call your homeowner's insurance and go, listen, it was the materials, okay? It wasn't <laughs> the like, Ouija. Why are you asking about fire? Wait a minute. I don't know. It came upon us suddenly. <laughs> They're like, you knew this was going to happen. Were you going to get a Ouija board? That's not covered. Scientists also believe table tipping is a result of the idiomotor phenomenon or reflex, sometimes called IMR. This is sometimes what happens when people participate in a Ouija board session. By having participants concentrate and then using certain trigger words or phrases, a person conducting a seance can generate an automatic or reflexive response from the participant's hands. And this is very interesting. The way that it's... Uh, actually, and I think if you uh, you can fast forward through the Bradley Cooper handjob if you're not interested. I don't know why you wouldn't be, but th- this is part of kind of what they're doing in that film. And because it was based in carnivals back mm-hmm. in the 1920s and 30s, this became more in vogue when you would charge people tickets to go to something. They want something physical, you know, they want I, something to happen. Yeah, when you're like, oh, I see you don't want to leave spirit. disappointed. Yeah, yeah, I see a spirit around you. That's not quite as powerful as like the shit shook, the trumpet mm-hmm. flew off the table, it blew. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even in our reading today, several times before, Gail was like, this is what's going to happen. I'm going to guarantee you that yes. uh, some spiritual activity, some spirit. And we were like, okay, this is a men's warehouse. Guaranteed it. Men's yeah, warehouse style. Guaranteed it. <laughs> I mean, Thank I you don't for know that it didn't happen. So, no. for you know, I mean, That's she imagine. said several people appeared to her that, around me. <laughs> you just haven't met them yet. I haven't met them. <laughs> there was like six of them. God. There were a lot. Because well, I kept going, I don't know. And then she'd be like, all right, well, moving on. And then it'd be like, okay, well, there's a new woman. I'm like, I still don't know. And then there was one person I was like, that could be my grandma. It wasn't my grandma. No, though. no. But I mean, like, 
I felt bad. I told yeah. you I want to help him out. Oh, I'm a but yes. Then I'm, I'm like, also yeah. open minded, so I'm like, maybe I just haven't met. Tomorrow I'm gonna sit next to an 87 year old man with a flat, with, the, with a little plaid hat on, and we're all gonna shit our pants. We're like, because we're gonna be like, this plane is fucking going down. Wait, him. This is what Gail was trying and to. And he tell just us. turns to you and he goes, Gail says hi. You're like, <laughs> God damn. No. Yep. Mm-hmm. God. Yeah, I'm a yeser through the whole thing. I just was like, yeah, yeah. She's like, you take your time on decisions. You're not impulsive. Like, you really think things through. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, like oh, I didn't think that through. Footwear. I didn't fucking think that through. I said yes before. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, no. But then I had already said yes. And she's like, yeah, you're really like type A. You're very meticulous. Attention to detail. And I was like, I'm in too deep. And I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's you. That's you. She was like, I can see your whole energy. I was like, oh, no. You're seeing a fake one. I've been lying to Gail. I read, I read on their FAQ that you should be honest and that's why I kept I wa- I didn't want to steer her wrong so I was I was like I wish I could say I see these people but I or that they sounded familiar but I don't no she should if I would have liked if she goes I feel like you're a people pleaser and you're gonna just say yes to anything I would have been like yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. just that's like, FYI heads nailed up. it yeah I like the awkward palpable awkwardness when I'm like actually no I make a lot of bad choices and it's all due to my impulse control <laughs> You're like, oh, okay. Like, well, I'm not have a therapist. You see though. what I walked in here wearing? First of all, I bought these on stage for three times retail I did. value. I did at a comedy show? Yeah, right. I'm like, I'll do it right now. Like I said, I about bought tickets. Crowd made her. If y'all Jimmy just Buffett, yelled out something for Heather to buy, she'd probably buy a ticket to Antarctica to see Jimmy Buffett right now because she's that impulsive. I would. I would have to research it. And then I'd miss the concert because I'd still be researching it by the time the concert rolled around. I don't need it. Just like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I love it. I don't need any uh, further descriptions. You said Jimmy Buffett in Antarctica. I'm in. Done. <laughs> He's there like, you got to dig trenches for penguins. I try and adopt it more. Sometimes right. I say, what would Heather do? Just do it. Fuck yeah. Jump in, baby. Just jump in feet first. Is that the, I guess the least safe way is head first. Yeah, yeah, feet yeah. Feet first is more responsible way. You uh, just dive right in head first. My belly flop. Ooh. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Well, that may have been the case with Vicar Peter in the BBC show. After the group sang, Row Your Boat and Jingle Bells, one participant said excitedly, The table is starting to have a heartbeat. The medium running the event then commanded the spirits to make themselves known. Soon the table began shaking back and forth. This indicated to the mediums that a spirit was present. Peter asked whether the spirit was there for him. The table indicated that it was. Then the medium asked, Intuitively, who do you think it might be? Peter threw out a name, Alan, and the group around the table said together, Welcome, Alan. I feel like he just mailed it in. He said the first thing. He's like, that- my tax accountant. He's just like, <laughs> Alan, is he in the higher realm? George he is Glass. Not. He's not, yeah, He's not just- in the higher realm. It was just the first thing that came to mind. Yeah, and you, it happens, stuff pops out of your mouth, and you're like, well, there's no going back now. <laughs> but then, maybe it popped out for a reason. That's you know, right. maybe it's somebody you haven't met named Alan. Maybe if I would have said no, I don't know. We would have sat next to that guy on the plane later. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the good thing of this, of like, follow your intuition. They're like, go to whatever medium you feel led to go to, or like, pick whatever book you feel led to pick. Mm-hmm. And I like that. It, in, it empowers us to take responsibility for ourselves. Which is their whole thing. Yeah, that's One great. of their things, yeah. The table eventually rocked back and forth so violently the participants were sure it was moving toward the television host. Peter remained unconvinced. 
though in a later one-on-one reading, a psychic rightfully guessed that Peter's father was a doctor, despite him never having told her. And this was impressive to him. And he's like, he's not a skeptic so much as he's an Anglican vicar, and he'll he'll go to like snake handling uh, ceremonies or all different faiths. It's a so very fun show or a very mm-hmm. interesting thing that he does. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And it's such a I like it because he does go in kind of with an open mind, but he still has his own beliefs. And uh, he uh, he was just like, boy, when she said doctor, it blew me away. But they show the footage of the rest of it, and she was like, he loved cameras. He was always taking pictures, and he was like, no. So your brain kind of, I think, hangs on to the things that make that yeah. you want to hear, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, doctor isn't an outlandish profession, so mm-hmm. it's you know, there's a good chance that maybe he was. You yeah. throw, you just throw a bunch of spaghetti. Well, eventually something's gonna stick. right. Broke clocks right twice mm-hmm, a day. Not mm-hmm. that we were like adhering to Teal Swan's feet, like teachings, but um, both yeah. of us have been like, yeah, it's like she said in that video, and we gotta be like, uh oh, it's a wild, wild <laughs> country again. Uh-oh. I gotta be careful. <laughs> Casadega is world famous and has been immortalized in several songs. It is a spiritual beacon for all who visit there and draws visitors from around the globe. But in the end, can you legitimately get a spiritual reading inside the camp's gates? Harry Houdini, the celebrated magician and escape artist, was not particularly fond of spiritualism. He thought the practice was unethical and misleading to those in mourning. He spent much of his career trying to debunk the practice and also participated in a public feud with Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, author of the Sherlock Holmes series, who is a staunch believer in the practice. This was some diss tracks going back and forth. God, they need a show. This needs to be a show. Everything. We're the development department of our own network that doesn't exist. We're always like, we got to make a TV show about that. A gator in a business suit? We got talking about that yesterday. That's a great business gator. Business People gator. would buy that. Yeah, we watch that it's every day. Named business yeah. gator. You know what you're getting. Houdini but versus Doyle. Hell yes, I want to see that. Yeah, the Battle of the yes. Titans. Yes, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. It's his so wife. interesting that he was a magician. He's like <laughs> Matt, or, spirits. Okay, idiot. Okay, idiot. Yeah. What you get out of these handcuffs? Make me not drown in this tank. <laughs> you're like, what? You're saying our magic is less magical than your magic? Yeah, he was pretty. Uh, Sure of himself. Very mm-hmm. sure. You'd have to be if you dunk yourself upside down in water. You got a lot you of got, I feel self-esteem. Like good magician has good confidence. Yeah. You can't yeah. walk around looking like Chris Angel without having the utmost confidence in the entire world. Yeah. You don't leave your house good looking point. like that unless good you're like, point. this is it. I'm the pinnacle. I'm the top. Man. Uh, but yeah. They were very. Sir Arthur Conan Doyle's. him? Well, oh, he's still around, I think. Is you Chris keep Angel talking. I'm going to look like that. No, he is. But Sir Arthur Conan Doyle's wife was very into it, and she said she had, like, medium powers and that she could talk to, I mean, like, a psychic medium, not, like, small, medium, and large powers. She had medium. She had high medium powers. That's confusing. Um, But she uh, said one time to Harry Houdini, I'm getting uh, some information. I think it it was one of his parents. It was like, I'm getting some information from your father. He wants me to just send you this and put crosses on every the top of every page and was like he's sending you this message and who needs like my dad was jewish so that was made up <laughs> so he would i was like or is your dad fucking with you bad <laughs> came to see you damn we did this last night about Siegfried and roy christy's getting on wikipedia and it's like i'm gonna tell you some facts about something tangential some to the facts. show so we're Anybody gonna listen. write anything they want show break here. we're gonna learn about chris angel tonight <laughs> Uh, what made you say, oh, damn? Because in 2010, his residency at Vegas grossed $150 million. 
So I think he's doing okay, no matter where he is. Fuck yeah. I don't know where he is now. Uh, ooh, does my His series got replaced by something else. So Shame. he had Chris Angel Mind Freak. Uh, I would listen to like a away. slow jam song called Mind Freak. Yeah? Sung by Chris It can Chris be about Angel. magic or not. I don't care. I just yeah. want that to be the title of the song. Well, Turn on Mind uh, Freak. Turn I on. think he's alive, but he has not done anything... Since 2010 is when his Wikipedia seems to have lost interest. Take the money and run, baby. Yeah. $100 million. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. take it. I've lost my place, so stretch until Charlie. I got to get back to what I was doing. There it is. Houdini even went so far as to testify in front of Congress that lawmakers were under the control of fake psychics who were exerting undue influence over the nation's leaders. He spent four days testifying on the stand about his findings and blew the whistle on the prevalence of psychics in D.C. But some congressmen thought he went too far. Representative Ralph Gilbert of Kentucky was quoted as saying, I believe in Santa Claus. I believe in fairies in a way. And Houdini is taking the matter entirely too seriously. The That's fa- it's Ralph the fairies. Gilbert. It's the fairies for she, me. You know what? Today, a, a grown Republican man saying, I believe, I believe in fairies, fairies. <laughs> but this is too far. Y'all took it too far. I will say, <laughs> today, Gail told me, she goes, I'm getting the name Ralph. I'm just getting the name Ralph. Keep your eye out. Ralph Gilbert, right here. Oh, there you go. See? <sighs> or she was like, this bitch probably reads congressional records. <laughs> You want to debunk a psychic? Why don't you listen to Ralph Gilbert? She fucking got me. Houdini's opinions aside, the camp leaders at Casadega take their practice seriously. Those interested in becoming a certified medium must take their pledge that includes ten rules similar to the Christian Ten Commandments. They must adhere to the Declaration of Principles, the most important of those being, Whatsoever ye that others should do unto you, do ye also unto them. That's cool, but put it. You ever when you're in school, when you're in school, and you're like, I gotta read Macbeth, and they make the Macbeth where it's Shakespeare on one side and like regular talk on the other side, translated for me. I'm like, there's a lot of e's in there. There's too many e's. Not, and I want to say yay because you know why e. And it's the words are backwards from how we talk now, (laughs) so it messes with your head. However, excellent. I think it's a really good good motto. Absolutely. I just, uh, you know. I uh, needed those translators when I was reading Shakespeare, Mm. and that's what it sounds like. Sinisterhood will be right back. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I've been having to organize a lot of stuff around family, friends, who's doing what for what holiday, and I want to please everyone because I'm a people pleaser, but I cannot figure out everything on my own. I have no user manual for life, nothing to tell me what to do, but you know what? Therapy is the next best thing. Yep. Unfortunately, life doesn't come with a user manual. So when it's not working for you, it's normal to feel stuck. And navigating any of life's challenges can make you feel unsure. It makes me feel unsure, whether it's a career change, new relationship, becoming a parent, or just like I said, trying to make everybody happy all the time. I don't think we need a specific reason to go to therapy. I think just existing is enough of a reason. Living is enough of a reason to go to therapy. Straight up. Therapists are trained to help you figure out the cause of challenging emotions and learn productive coping skills, which makes therapy the closest thing to a guided tour of the complex engine called you. BetterHelp has connected over 3 million people with licensed therapists. It's convenient and accessible anywhere, 100% 
online. I started therapy because you were so open and talking about your experience with therapy, but I didn't know where to start, how to find a person, or even how to show up to an appointment. BetterHelp solved all that for me. I got matched with an awesome therapist who I love. We keep up via the text, and I get to do my therapy from wherever I'm at, so comfort in my own home. I don't even have to put on like jeans. I can wear my yoga pants and be cool. You could do a phone call and be nude. (laughs) They'd never know. As the world's largest therapy service, BetterHelp has matched 3 million people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists available 100% online. Plus, it's affordable. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with a therapist. If things aren't clicking, you can easily switch to a new therapist anytime. It couldn't be simpler. No waiting rooms, no traffic, no endless searching for the right therapist. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com Sinister. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash sinister. Well, in general, it takes about four years to complete the mediumship training and another two to four to obtain certification. The camp's leaders are the ones to make the ultimate decision. Rest assured, when you get a reading in Casadega, the person in front of you has been vetted for at least five years before receiving the designation. Gail had lived there for six. There you go. High quality. So she was practicing for a year and then got certified. Yeah. Whether you believe in communicating with the dead or not, those living in Casadegas certainly do. One resident and medium, Darlene Miss Kelly, told the Associated Press, Look at it this way. You can't see television or radio waves in the air, but you see an image or hear a voice on the radio. Well, a medium is just like a television or radio. We pick up the higher vibrations from the spirit side and translate it back to something we can understand. I really liked this metaphor. I like this because I don't know how TVs or radios work. So to me, right up there. Or yeah, psychic I'm like, stuff. So you're like, like yeah, okay. Right up there. Don't like, understand any of it, so I can believe all of it. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Wi-Fi? Yeah. I don't know. I know sometimes if I have my phone in my pocket and trying to attach to my earphones, if I move my arm a certain way and I was like, I guess I'm cutting... The science connection. I don't know what's happening. So then I walk around <laughs> the with my science the Bluetooth. Connection. I thought yeah. Bluetooth could penetrate us all. Turns out if my arm's in the wrong way, I'm dense as fuck. I'm too dense for the sound to get through. <laughs> Breaking up my podcast <laughs> as I'm going. Whether you come to visit or come to stay, this quaint spiritualist retreat truly lives up to its motto of where Mayberry meets the Twilight Zone. The mix of small-town charm, charged spiritual energy, and welcoming folk make it truly a place out of time. I, As soon as you said, this is like Mayberry meets the Twilight Zone, we said, done, picked our topic for Orlando. I'm in. <laughs> that, they didn't have a t-shirt in our size. or we got. No. We, if they have a website, I'm ordering one. I got it. You know my uh, rule, I just got ordered tonight. And it still counts. Right? Still if you counts. order it while you're still on vacation, and then it still, it counts. still counts. Yes. I don't give a fuck. I'll buy mm-hmm. stuff weeks after I went somewhere. I know. Years. I know. And you know what? It's three o'clock in the morning, and I'm just like, go. Fuck. I didn't want to buy that. No refund. <laughs> Impulsive as hell. Sorry, Gail. <laughs> you pegged me wrong. <laughs> Anyone can visit the camp and sign up for psychic readings or other spiritual encounters. Listings are available in the bookshop and the hotel. If you're looking to reconnect with the higher plane or receive messages from the great beyond, set your coordinates for the corner of Spiritualist Street and Mediumship Way. That's a real intersection. Real intersection. And twice. Yeah, there was, well, I think maybe it was a... One, I think, was a... Like old sign. Cool thing in the fairy garden. Yes, yes, an old sign in the fairy garden. Another actual street signs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so what do we think? 
I love this place. This is a great place. It's very cool. I can't wait to go back. Uh, that everybody, it seems like there's a really good support network. I was going to the bathroom in the main welcome center, mm-hmm. and I like a place with a public restroom. Thank you for that. Mm-hmm. But I heard people in another room, and they were setting up chairs, and they were talking about, oh, Thursday night, we have to make sure. Da, da, da. So I am happy for folks who make it makes them happy. They're making other people feel happy. And that's what I thought when I was in the bookstore looking at the titles of those books of like healing from loss and whatever. And if you are genuinely hurting this genuinely makes you feel better i don't know that i see the harm in it i think some people may have a visceral reaction on another level of like this can't be proven ergo charging tickets for something that's really you know hogwash in their opinion but people don't you know we all do dumb shit right i do i buy scratch off lottery tickets i might as well take my money and just throw it in a gutter but it's fun to me it makes me feel close to my dad so i think if something is not now if i was like i'll buy 36,000 scratch-offs a year. You'd be like, that's harmful. That's dangerous. But if I got some, you know, I got some change in my purse or whatever, I'm buying groceries, like, I'll buy a scratcher. And it's not like, oh, I'm going to win a million dollars. It's just fun. It's like a fun game. I could, right? Yeah. You always want to. And so I think if something makes you feel happy and it's not inherently harmful to you or other people, I don't know that I see, you know, I don't see any the harm problem. It. I think the key is as long as it's not harmful. Yeah. And that's where the fine line between a utopian place like this and a cult is. I want to go on record again as saying, no, no, no. I do not think Casa Dega is a cult, but all cults started this way. And uh, and it's true. And and the good thing is it sounds like the stewardship of this has tried to maintain what Colby wanted. And it, like you said, it very could have easily, I think, gone into something sinister Mm -hmm. and been like, oh, Jim Jones situation. You know, or like, yeah, like I said, they start putting up fences and telling everybody they got to wear the same thing. Mm -hmm. But when you have, I think, a more communal leader, it's not like, well, we're all here for Colby and praise Colby and praise. Yes. And it's, it is very much like we're self-governing. We care about the quality. Or it's the infinite God. It's not an actual tangible person Mm -hmm. that uh, becomes a leader. It's like you're all it's it's something that isn't tangible. So. And the kind of beauty of this is that people come from different spiritual backgrounds. So there are Christian mediums. There are mediums that practice Buddhism. So they have all different religious backgrounds that they then interpret in their own way. And again, who are any of us to say what somebody else believes is wrong? Because I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I do know that I'm going to go to heaven because that swimming hole incident. <laughs> so I feel you good. You got the cake. You don't eat a Roman's... Three, three two or whatever the hell you said. I'll try to remember not what that go to was. heaven. I am uh, gonna go back to that church that I don't remember where it was and demand a redo. <laughs> Be like, I want a cake out of this. All I got was like a necklace from James Avery. I got baptized and all I got was his lousy salvation. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even get a treat. No, I Fuck. didn't. I think we went to lunch after, but okay. You probably would have got lunch anyway. Yeah, Your well, family has to get fed you. anyways. Yeah. They I didn't get a cake. I know that. I especially did not get a cake with a quote. It was from Kroger, maybe. It was one of those, you know, that frosting that's like oily, white frosting. Oh, yeah. Chocolate was cake. it white? Oh, it was chocolate, chocolate cake. cake with white icing. That's, that's a, a good combo. Like, Give me the row. That's a good combo. That yeah. was the square that had the beginning of Romans on it. What? I said, give me the row. It was oh, a square. Oh, you wanted the corner I'm piece? Trying to get, no, it was right in the middle. Oh, I'd like a middle piece, too. Yeah, I like I don't a middle like, piece. Because I don't like icing that much. I like more cake to icing, so I go middle. This one was decorated. I don't want you to imagine it was a plain white cake. That would be too reverent. This was definitely a cake for a child's birthday <laughs> that they wrote Romans 2, 8 on it. They're like, is your son named Roman and he's two years old? Or he's eight years old? They're like, it's for a baptism at the water park. <laughs> Will this make How the drive over? How else are you going to get kids to come on over 
if you don't have a water slide and a cake, you gotta I was use the something. bait. We were the bait. The idea was that the other kids would come and watch us do it, and, and then, then years do it. later, you were baited again. <laughs> baited again. God, I'm glad you got out of all that. Keep getting baited, and uh, me and Osho. Fuck, I still feel bad about that wild country <laughs> thing. Well, I can't wait to go back and uh, yeah. spend some time there when we, we can. I'd like to stay in oh. the hotel. I'd like to uh, get a couple more readings. So go I to the restaurant. I told you I want to say. I oh to yes, say what some did you say tell you about me? Thing. Uh, so also one thing that she saw, she said, "I see a man," and she vaguely described just a guy that I was like, "That's probably my dad." She said he had facial hair and he smoked. She said he had a dark, darker hair, which my dad's always been like blonde. And I was like, "Ah, it could be my dad, but not really." And she's like. How old was he when he passed away? Because she goes, oh, he was in his 50s. And I said, oh, he was 67 when he passed away. She goes, I, th- I knew that. I knew he was older. I knew that. And I was like, yeah, I knew you knew that. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. And then she described it. She's like an older guy. And I never knew my mom's dad. But physically, she's like, oh, he liked to work with his hands and work with wood. And he's like a, an older figure, whatever. And so I was just like, yeah, 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 absolutely. And she goes, and for some reason, they just keep saying Herman Munster. And I was like, oh, What? <laughs> and she goes, Herman, Herman Munster, what does that mean to you? I was like, I don't know. She goes, well, keep that. Keep that with you. Keep so maybe we'll see. He's probably dead, Herman Munster. Keep it in mind. And then she goes, and you know what else I'm seeing? I'm seeing Grandpa Munster, and I'm seeing Eddie Munster showing up. I was like, the whole The Munsters is here? You just need, is the cast of the Munsters going to do something Dude, for you? That, the Munsters theme song oh, is rocks. a banger. Here, Munster Cases Munster. Alive. Uh, he this is, is the worst Google I've ever done. Nothing is gonna come at, come up. Who Did you Herman mean Munster? It'll tell me. Uh, he's he was famous. Uh, oh, he played work. a lot of things. Uh, yeah, that's so. I told her that. So I said, okay, you well, told her that. Herman Munster doesn't really mean a lot. But my dad and I used to watch the money. I my cousin Vinny and Herman Munster. Fred Gwynn. Fred Gwynn. Herman Munster plays the judge and my cousin Vinny. She's like, that's probably what it was. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it was. That's what it was. And so then, so I go. He is no, no, no longer with us. Rest in, rest in peace, sweet prince. Sweet, sweet Fred Gwynn. He passed at 66. Uh, yeah. Well, she said. Well, yeah, I was young. 2003. She goes, uh, well, do you have any questions for me? And I said, I feel like. So my dad passed away in fall of 2017. And I said, I feel like. About six months after that, everything in my life started going really well. So do you think maybe he's my spirit guide? And this is where I can relate to people really going because I desperately wanted her to say yes. I was like, is he guiding my career and helping the show and like helping bring all you wonderful people out here to see me and doing all the great things so I could stop being a lawyer? And she goes, some people are just lucky sometimes. And I was like, oh... So I appreciate she told the truth. She was like, up. I have she an opportunity have. to blow smoke up your ass. Well, I'm just going to tell it like it is. In that moment, she could have been like, all of that was your father. Uh-huh. It was. And that was what I mean. My, she's like, she's got the spoon and the ice cream and my tongue was out. I was like, ready? And she's like, nope. And I was like, it, all right. It. But this is a she thing. She told me my dad wasn't around. Yeah. She, well, she said my dad was with me in the room, but she said he didn't have nothing to do with that. You're just lucky. Mm. And I said... This is where I'm going to blow your oh, mind. Oh, shit. This blow is what I haven't heard yet. Fucking mind. Can't wait. She said to me, she goes, well, do you have two gentlemen? And like I said, one's my mom's dad, I think, and the one was my dad. And she goes, I'm also seeing a leprechaun around you. Shut up! <laughs> what? I go, what? what? 
And she goes, that's where your luck comes from. She goes, that's where your luck comes from. I didn't mention Irish. I didn't admit she can look at me and make assumptions. That's all fair. That's fine. But she was like, yeah, I can see that. Clearly, she's never listened to the show. She's like, she goes, you got a leprechaun around you. That's why you're so lucky. I go, when I was a kid, and this makes me want to throw up. I'm so embarrassed to tell you this. But when I was a kid and I wanted things to happen, I used to say, the luck of the Irish. (laughs) Stop. It was... I, oh, you've told me that. Cringe. I cringe to think of little Heather being like, pick me. And I'm like, the look of the Irish. And they're like, we don't want that bitch on our dodgeball team. She's over there whispering about the look of the Irish. What the fuck? So, yeah. She's like, she goes, I just Even feel, the Irish don't say that. They no. Don't say, you know who says that? Irish, that's just something on a dish towel. Fucking nobody says that. T-shirts, no one. Novelty t-shirts sold at a parade say that. Yeah. Not a yeah. real person who's no. 35 years old. And a former lawyer, well, I guess, still technically. Is current. it evil? Was no, she like she said, beware. No, she was like, that's part of your luck. You're well, lucky. Maybe this will you help have... you with your fear of leprechauns. I'm telling you, after we watched, after I watched Leprechaun Goes to Las Vegas, now as an adult, I now love the leprechaun. Okay, I'm glad. Love the leprechaun. If I ever met the grown. leprechaun, I would lose it because that's when he goes. The actor? Yes, Warwick Davis. He's. I don't know. He's still guys. alive. He's doing good. He's doing good. He's okay. He was, people were tweeting Herman him Munster about our it? leprechaun show. So I, the leprechaun Las Vegas, you got to watch that because that's when he goes, watch out, Vegas, I'm taking over. Ha-ha! <laughs> and a real line in a real movie that they really filmed. Yeah, he's he, doing great. Uh, he's he is kids. alive. He's, he's alive. He's okay. Yeah, he's good. He's, he's good. Um, he's thriving. That's she, what we want. Warwick Davis should thrive. He deserves it. He's had a career. She told me, um, she goes, I don't know. I just see a bunch of like, people around you they're relatives but you might not know them all but they're showing me like a cannon <laughs> wait a second and now they're telling me like do you know the acdc song for those about to rock and i was like yeah and she's like is that the album with the cannon on the front and i was like i have no idea it is because we looked it up after and she goes when you get in the car the first thing you need to do is play For Those About to Rock because somebody has a message for you in that song. You need to listen to the lyrics. I was like, I absolutely will. Okay, I'm going to read this and line by line. And we got in and we listened to them. We were rocking to the guitar beat, so I'm, we're stripping away the instrumentation. Okay. We're going to focus on the message. We roll tonight. We're on tonight. Till the guitar bites. Are these the words? Yep. Stand up and be counted for what you're about to receive. We are the dealers, and we'll give you everything you this need. This is like what we should have said before we came out. Hail, hail to the good times. We should have played this song. When they were like, do you have a song you, you want? It should have been this. All hail rock and roll. Or what this is it has called? to be Those the song we leave to. This sounds like, with no rock and music behind it, like a chant that you hold hands with your buddies around the lake and say, hail, hail to the good times. Rock has the right of way. We ain't no legend, ain't no cause. We're just living for today. That's us, baby. Then they salute me. Yeah. Yeah. For those about to rock, we salute you. you. A lot of those over and over, they're still saluting. Pick up your balls and load up your cannon. Hell yeah. (laughs) Woohoo. That's what we're saying now. Pick up your balls and load up your cannon. Absolutely. Done and done. Well, yeah. So that was our experience uh, experience. at the wonderful Casadega earlier. That's our episode. But if you've been to a live show, you know that that is not the end of our show. Because we like to hear from you guys in the audience. A round of applause if you're one of our Patreons. Thank you so much, first of all, for your support. We could not do this without you. But you're familiar with this bit. It's called Judge Christie. We do it on 
Patreon. We do weekly bonus content, and this is one of the things. Um, I have my gavel. Ready. Now, I accidentally left the thing you bang the gavel on at my house. So last night, I used a bottle cap from a Corona that was opened with the parrot bottle opener from Heather's Crocs. What a weird sentence. No one ever thought they would say or hear. No, um, But so uh, I think I'm just going to do that again. I think it's a good plan. I think we got to... If, uh, if a lovely server at the improv wouldn't mind bringing us a shot of 1800, whatever your best tequila is. The finest tequila. Whatever your highest tequila is. If we could get two shots and then a Corona with lime, we also got to have salt. Please leave the lid on the Corona. I would like to crack it. There's a lot of requests coming from the stage right now. And they're like, these bitches. They were very yeah. cool until they got on stage like, and started demanding it's stuff. Fine. It's fine. It's fine. Except for right now. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> we're always like, we don't need anything. And then we get on stage. We're like, we need everything right this second. And we've told nobody <laughs> you have about this of ahead of time. You um, have plenty of time because I can tell my grievance. Yeah. Oh, and so in the meantime, uh, so in a minute, what we're going to do is ask you to shout out, I have a grievance. If you have a grievance, the only rule we have is no bummers. No bummers. But uh, a petty grievance that either involves society of somebody you have here tonight maybe they're not here and then we will rule on it and my jurisdiction's global you cannot appeal and all rulings are final Mm -hmm. it's the highest court in the land so thank you and Heather is my trusty bailiff and law clerk she fact checks everything I do and she also likes to get us started with her own grievance in the meantime you wrote it down in all caps it says grievance is the title of this note I love it. Okay, what is your grievance, Heather? Uh, your Honor, I would like you to rule. This is a personal grievance. I got beef. It's me and someone else. Okay, is and it I'll, me? No. I would, okay. <laughs> never. So I live in a house that I bought myself. Very proud of myself back in the mm-hmm. day. when I, I was, was there lawyer. for it. You helped me pick it out. I let your baby crawl through because I love Ella, and I think she is an intuitive slash baby witch. And I took her to one house, and she freaked out. And I was like, this is a death house. You can feel it. <laughs> Shit went down. But she came to my house, the one that I have now. It's delightful. Mm-hmm. I have neighbors in my house. I don't think they listen. And if so, I hope they do, because then they can hear this, and they can hear what the judge has to say. So I have a yard in the front that is dirt and gravel. Oh, yes. And yes. I don't know why. I moved in with a dirt patch. The market was good. It was a good deal. I took it, right? I'm not, I don't go on the front lawn, so I don't have pride in what I own, I guess, <laughs> because I live in a dirt patch. What happens if you live in a dirt patch is the shit erodes down the dirt patch and creates a sludge hill at the bottom of your yard. That's what the kids are calling it in the neighborhood They're like, now. go make out on sludge hill. And I'm like, get off my lawn. They're like, that old woman over there on sludge hill. That old hag with her. She's a real witch if you can get over there. Um, uh, so, I got a nasty gram from code enforcement recently that, mm. what day is it? Fuck. I had to clean it by July 16th. Thursday. What's oh, the you 14th? got two days. I got, you got two days. We're going to go. Uh, so, we had to shovel all this dirt up. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. I get it that technically I was in the wrong. Technically, I shouldn't have had Sludge Hill, whatever. Nobody asked for that. But I don't have an HOA. And the uh, code compliance officer, I believe, came because somebody called him. 100%. And you know how, like, you hear about uh, killers returning to the scene of the crime afterwards while the investigation's going on? They're like, hey, what's going on? I was just passing by. What's going on here? My neighbor walked out while Paris, thank you thank very, you very so much. much. Thank you, thank, thank you. Thank you very, very much. I appreciate well, it. Wow, thank you. Wow. Oh, hell All yeah. Right, Y'all are amazing. 
All right. Thank Look you. at those limes. Oh. That's when you ask for limes. That's what you bring. That's right. Thank you. Um, Don't bring me one lime. So as Paris was out shoveling the dirt, the neighbor next door came out and was like, oh, oh, I guess you got some dirt over there. Paris oh, is so nice. Was he just watching out the window? <laughs> yeah, enjoy the view. Yeah. Watch, first of all, is this you're when he walked back in and Heather goes, "You look like a man this right is now." A man right now, who's all sweating and everything. But yeah, he came out and was like, "Oh, I see you got a lot of dirt there. So uh, what do you do about your lawn?" Like the last people didn't. And Paris came in and goes, "Hey, our neighbor was so friendly. He came out while I was shoveling the dirt." Some and I was shiny like, Paris. That son of a bitch. <laughs> and he was like, "What?" And I go, "That is the motherfucker that called <laughs> code compliance on us. He returned to the scene of the crime. Fuck him." Fuck his wife. Paris was like, oh, my God. <laughs> okay, but also, also his wife, his wife, when uh, Paris first moved in, Paris and Heather What had, all white bitches love? Calling the cops. Mm. And that's what they did on my house. They, my they were husband. driving off to go do something. Heather got a notification on her phone that an Amazon package had been delivered. So they turn around, go back to the front of the house, pulls up. Paris just jumps out of the house, runs up to the front, grabs the Amazon package, runs back to the car. Well, Ms. Code Compliance, Gladys Kravitz, was like, here's the thing. A note for Heather saying, I think somebody may have stolen the package, and then has the audacity to go, it was a white man. Bitch, no, it wasn't. It was my husband. You know I watched what you it. saw? I Don't try to act like you're woke all of a sudden. And then she goes, by the way, they said they're going to come by your house. I was like, you have dispatched officers to my home? And she goes, why don't you call them and tell them not to come? I was like, no, you've given me a chore. <laughs> I'm not doing either of those things. So the police come. I walk out uh, front, and I close the door behind me. I was like, babe, you're, you stay inside. You got nothing to do with this. And they're like, we had a report of a package thief. I go, it was an inside job. <laughs> And the officer was like, yeah, that makes sense. She goes, we ran the plates that the lady gave us. I go, it came back to me. She was like, yeah, yeah. I was like, I stole my own porch mail. So with the backstory that his wife is a cop caller, he's a code compliance caller. Here's the thing. They're the neighborhood complainers. Two things they could have done for me. Because, A, I have a ring doorbell, so I'd see if somebody stole it. It's my package to call the police about. And if... You really care about the issue and not about getting people in trouble. The guy was coming out and being like, maybe try this type of grass. Maybe try this. Maybe fucking say that before you call co-compliance on me. This is personal and I'm very petty. Okay, so it's fine. I was what like, is, what they is made the an official grievance. And Paris was like, just forgive it. My official grievance is he should not have called co-compliance without giving me. Yes, I get it. It's not cool to leave a sludge hill out. However, I how was, was it affecting them? I don't because they could I mean I've yes there's a lot of dirt on your sidewalk but you could walk in the street to get around it if you were a child and needed to walk down the or path or the grass yeah. or just give it a little hop okay yeah. I get it it's there's a ways around it I'm the nuisance neighbor I get it but I just wish and I think you would have he would have fostered a stronger connection betwixt us by knocking on the door and going listen I just want to let you guys know. Which, by the way, she did another thing. I put something out, and she was like, you're going to get a ticket for that. I'm like, oh, am I? Who are you calling? Mm-hmm. I think it would foster a better relationship if you just knock on the door, or even she likes to leave notes. And as a fellow note leaver, that's fine. I get it. I've left my fair share of bitchy notes in my day. She could have left a note and just been like, FYI, hey, your dirt is actually against code compliance. Uh, let us know if you want any gardening tips. She didn't even have to ask, offer mm-hmm. that. But I just don't like the 
You wanted you, to be the middleman. This is an overburdening cut you out. of city resources. She didn't have to get that man involved. There's shit that's actually going on. She just could have told me and I would have fixed it. Should I fix it on my own? Yes. <laughs> uh, no, I think that there's I something didn't. to be said for neighbors coming to you first before. Yes. That being said, I have called the cops on my neighbors that I didn't want to deal with. Did. So I get it. Yeah. But it was also like an apartment situation. Yeah. And I was living by myself and young and stuff. And it was like dudes upstairs. So I'm not going to go up there and like confront them about yeah. how they're banging around at two in the fucking morning. But uh, and I didn't call the cops. I called the front the apartment complex. Oh, yeah. So like, like, yeah. yeah but uh, they could have easily come over. That's a neighborly thing to do. Would have been like, hey, I see you got some problems. I, we had a similar situation, even if you didn't. No. Just so you're like, then you know that they are aware. So you're more likely to do something about it. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. I as nosy as they are. I should have already thought I saw I should have seen this coming, but I didn't. Okay. Well, now you got a two thousand dollar fine on your hands if you well, don't get that shit off I your sidewalk and. <laughs> and yeah. then my husband two thousand dollars two thousand dollars for sludge some dirt hill. i don't even, i wasn't even charging tickets to sludge hill i'm gonna put up a fence around it you should and the kids are gonna be like where'd sludge hill go and i'm like ask her <laughs> <laughs> so i think that's my grievance is that in a, in the situation where you something you do see a minor wrong again this wasn't injuring anyone it was unsightly i'll give you that but i would argue mm-hmm. that the Way to foster connections and build bridges is not through sending in the troops for I would something. Agree. You yeah, know what I mean, I agree. like she could have just we could have been friendly. Yeah. Well, yeah. not anymore. Yeah. Well, and I this is also everything. predicated on the fact that you 100 percent believe she did this. You don't return. You that my <laughs> life. I agree. I've lived there it. my whole four years that I've lived there. That man has spoken to me zero times. No. Yeah. But when he's he saw watching, he's out watching, there, waiting for an opportunity. Mm-mm. Oh. Do you think it's because you're a woman? I don't know what it was for. I just think it was because he, I think he, he wanted to say, no, I agree. I think he called. So final ruling, if you got a beef with your neighbor, go deal with it with them. You know, but it's, it, cops or HOA stuff is the last resort. That's, I don't think, like I said, cold compliance, there probably is real stuff that they could be doing that he's just like. How about yeah. that woman with the freaking Confederate flag in her front yard down the street from you? It blocks That's out what the we need sun. to be calling code compliance. Not just a flag, an erected flagpole that's like huge, 20 feet tall huge in cement in the i mean it is a statement she, i can't prove it but i think she got that flag from a car dealership it's that big <laughs> like it's huge 100 yeah uh well i got i got on my little thingy so oh, here come the crack it now she got this off her shoe there it goes wait where the my my gavel oh, that's the one piece we needed and i dropped it on the ground <laughs> What I tried to do last night, which I'm not going to do tonight, was try to be real cool and put a lime in here. And then I did the thing where you put your thumb in it and you flip the beer upside down and the lime goes to the bottom. (laughs) And then you start screaming, going, the liquid's (laughs) coming out. It's going everywhere. Upside down, going, what do I do to make the liquid stop? And the whole audience is like, turn it over. Turn the other, and she goes. I, I can't. Was. It's spewing all over my laptop. It was everywhere. I, I was, was like, drenched in vodka I'm and like, you use, or tequila and beer. That's the laptop you use to make the yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, Don't yeah, yeah. destroy I it. I should pour, I should move it out of the way. We should move. Okay, hand me a lime. Alrighty, you got all right. a bunch of them here. Uh, okay, so final ruling: go to your neighbor Don't before snitch, you go dog. to anybody else. Thank you, thank you, Your Honor. I'll set it here so everyone it's can been see. Upsetting me. Okay, now. Get your tiny shot glass. All we right. have the tiny shot glass. 
Now, this is where things got real unruly last night because we tried to pour the tequila into this tiny shot glass, and this is where things went wrong. But you know what we should have done? Put that over that. Oh, that's genius. Tommy likes to call these things... This is a over the sink job, is what he calls them. When you gotta <laughs> pour you, something into that's something how your else, kid was there conceived. You go. Yeah, over the sink, over over the sink job. He bit me right over that sink. Yep. So sorry, my again? father-in-law's here. <laughs> hey, George. What's up, George? Also, not how it happened. The sink is way too tall, <laughs> and it's but also it's constantly really full of dirty dishes. The last thing I want to see when I'm trying to get bone is this fucking. Sink of the I shit we tequila. ate three days ago. I poured tequila on the laptop. Hang on. Oh no. Okay. All right. I'm getting. Uh, do you have your lime? Uh, I do not. Okay. <laughs> we'll get it. Okay. All right. I'm gonna have to okay. set something down. So it's probably the mic. Okay. Wait. That's mine. Oh, you're gonna take it. This whole thing. You have one there. Oh my god. I was confused. I mean, I'm not gonna take the whole thing right now, but I'm going to take part of it. So, okay. All right. All right. Oh, well, you might take again. out a tiny one. I'll just take it out of this one. All right. Ready? What do I do? Lick the thing. Oh yeah. You no. You shoot it or lick it. Shoot it. Suck. Lick. Swallow. Suck. That's the over the sink job. Yeah. Okay. Hold on. All right. You doing it? To, to Orlando. To Orlando. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Uh. Why, God? Why? Yeah, that was good. That was lovely. Ooh, that was good. Who has a grievance? All right, I, I saw, saw a hand hands. right here first. They will bring you a microphone. So right here, just keep your hand up. They're gonna come find you. And when you tell us your grievance, tell us your name and your pronouns, and uh, lay it on us. It's your opening argument. Last I, night I shot the whole front row with lime juice and it's happening again. Baby's destroyed. Sorry. This oh, is baby's this is last baby. Ride. This is baby's last show. You were all here. Baby has had a good ride, but he needs a break. He's real fucked looking at this point. So thought, he's you know. gonna go on sabbatical. We'll have something, a new little trinket for the next tour. But uh, if you have heard us talk about him. This is him. He is outfitted by Nancy McKinney's custom little uh, tiny shirt. Yeah. Tiny baby shirt. So. Tiny baby mothman shirt. All right. What is your name and pronouns? My name's Paula. Hi, Paula. She, her. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would just like to preface this by saying I love my husband very much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. but <laughs> he is not here with me tonight. Okay. It is you a safe talk space. Talk shit about him then. Let's do it. So... Today is our only child, our daughter, Olivia's 18th birthday. Oh, Happy birthday. Yep. Happy birthday. Thank you. I am here with her blessing because... She's a good daughter. She, yes, she That's is very wonderful. sweet of her. So when I was pregnant with her, and by the way, she was born in Texas. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, El Paso. What part? El Paso. Yes. Nice. Is that really Texas, though? Yeah. Beto's from there. I mean, yeah. yeah. Le- so, technically, it is, yeah. When I, mean, I, I was, don't have anything else to say about that. Line-wise. <laughs> like, line-wise, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When I was pregnant with her... I was pregnant over Mother's Day, mm-hmm. and Mother's Day comes and goes, and I'm, my husband... Oh, oh, God, I already know what this is about. 18 years ago, and you hadn't forgot, had you? Nope. I, I feel that... You don't forget. Deeply. Moms deeply. don't forget. We're like elephants. No, no mm-hmm. so he's, he never wished me a happy Mother's yeah. Day when I was pregnant with his child. Um... He has every year since then, of course. Um, but this has been an 18-year 
argument. Oh, wow. Of our 27-year marriage so far. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he says, if you are pregnant on Mother's Day but don't actually have any children, are you really a mother? Here's my, here's my suggestion. I don't think it's up to a man to tell you when you're a mom. I don't think it is. That's just me. What do I know? I only took an oath to swear to protect and uphold the fucking Constitution. What do I know? Well, thank you. I did tell him that your ruling is final. Whatever happens, I'm going to make him listen to this. So, I like that you're... Because there's been some shit. 2004 is when your daughter was born? Yeah. Thereabouts. There's shit that people did to me in 2004 that I've come up on Facebook. I'm like, fuck you. (laughs) And I'm not not married to him, so I feel this deeply. Yeah. Never let it go. Man. I'm real torn on this <laughs> for the following reason. <clears throat> I had to take a shot because <laughs> she had to. I mean, we all know what. Yeah, 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 what, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. so <laughs> as a, a feminist, I want to say no, you shouldn't have because that wasn't a child yet. I and until you had the baby, you're not taking it's not a child. His but argument is if you can't mom, claim it on your taxes, it didn't exist. What? If, if you couldn't claim it on your taxes? Yeah. Well, that's a good point because in the in the state of I'll tell you right now, there's a case in Texas right now where a woman got pulled over by the cops in the HOV lane and she said Look, bitch, you want to say this is a person? Well, I'm riding in the fucking HOV lane then. So, She's playing 40 chess. should we be able to claim a fetus on our taxes if they're saying it's a person? Yeah. How does your husband look? You can't in have like it. A, you can't have your cake and eat it You can't have too. it both ways. How does your husband look in like a black robe? Like, would he be interested <laughs> in joining the Supreme Court? Like, <laughs> What do you mean? Because he sounds like he's got some good ideas. All I'm saying. I will say from a husband's perspective, if your wife likes a thing and wants to celebrate a thing, your job is to celebrate that yeah. thing. So yeah, even if true. it's like, I hate Valentine's Day, and your wife, she's like, I really, man, I just really, I want you my friend. You gotta friends. suck it up. Otherwise, you're Roy from the office, and everybody else is getting gifts, and Pam is just sitting there yeah. sad. And then we all know what happened to Roy and Pam. So I think if you, that aside, the uh, scientific political question aside, the answer, sir, is that I wanted flowers, chocolate, etc. Did and he I know didn't that get you that. wanted it? Had you said like, oh, it's my first Mother's Day as a mother, and he knew that you were expecting something? I don't. I don't think that we had actually discussed it. I wasn't really well, vocal about it. He should, he know. should know. He should it's know. also a made-up holiday. So guess who can celebrate it? Whoever Anybody. the fuck wants to. It doesn't matter. Just go buy a balloon for whoever. Mother's I did coming. Not Turn it upside down. Inside. It says, wow. It doesn't matter what day. You can, I did you not can get him a Father's Day card. I never thought about that. Yeah. Happy Wow Day. <laughs> yeah. uh, t- in the 18 years, has he ever given you a gift for that first one? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, but you're still petty. About of it. Never forget. So yeah, of I course. Get it. Never forget. I mean, every I think year. The, the resolution is he's got to 
make up for it somehow. Here's the thing. He can't go back in time and make up for it, though. So you get to lord that over him until he dies. Or you die, whichever comes first, or the same time. That's what I tell Paris, because he missed our first Valentine's Day together, which also is my dad's birthday. And I was like, way to leave me alone on my dead dad's birthday. And he was like, it's a work trip. I didn't get to pick the date. And I was like, mm, interesting how far you won't go for me. It's just like... I swear. So every Valentine's Day, you know what I get? A lot of shit, and it's awesome. So keep doing that. Yeah, he's got to really up the game on the Mother's Days to make up for it for until, like Heather said, until you die. Until you die. Yeah. Is she your only child? She's our only one. Okay. He missed the chance. Yeah. You're like, I'll never be pregnant again, and even if I am, not with her. Yeah. It won't be my first. No. Your first, yeah? Yeah. That's a great thing. I had the same beef with Tommy, but with our dogs. (laughs) I always felt like I should get Mother's Day gifts when we had just Mm. dogs because I was a mom to them, and I would get him Father's Day stuff from the pets, Yeah, and then I wouldn't get shit, and he's like, what are you talking about? Yeah. I'm like... You know how many people, like, those are their babies. These are our babies yeah. right now. Yeah. I, I am only a dog owner now, and I don't do that because I don't feel like Lucy is my baby. She is a rude roommate that lives with me. <laughs> that I'm like, what She's are the we? She's warden. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, are we best friends or what? And she's like, I don't know. I'll tell you later. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. You're still trying to get in good. Yeah, with there's the not a baby. Yeah, Mama he's baby. got to spend the rest of his uh, life making up for it. That's the only solution. 100%, 100%. And he should take a, a hint from your daughter, who was gracious enough to let you come tonight yes. on her birthday. So you know, yes, happy birthday. Happy birthday. What's your daughter's name? Olivia. Hello, Olivia, Olivia. Thank happy you birthday. for sharing your mom with us tonight. Nice. Thank you. Yes, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Who else has a grievance? Oh, wait, over see. here. There's so many people pointing at I'm one person, pick. so I got a feeling this is a good one. You had this. You've been talking about this for days, haven't you? We'll do you in the front and then the person in the back as well, because we sort of pointed okay. in that yeah. direction. So. so I am here with my husband. Okay. What's your name? My name's Tracy. Pardon Tracy. She, her. And we have our schedules typically don't work to where we can have evenings together. He took off to come tonight. And so I split my weekend to where I have one night off with him and one night by myself. And we, so we have agreed that Monday nights is our date night. So we went to Key West on vacation. And while we were there, he said, oh, I have a, I have outfit for us to wear tonight. Wait, what? Uh Yes. Right? Because I had laid out all my outfits. I have an outfit for us to wear. Yes. Outfit singular? No, an outfit for you to wear. It was matching. (laughs) No, yes. (sighs) Was it Margarita Velcrox? No. Well, that's how you know someone loves you. So after he got lost trying to figure out where we parked the car from our hotel. Shade? That was just a little shade you threw in. Has nothing to do with the story. She just wants you to know she still hasn't forgotten about that. I appreciate that detail. So he comes back with this bag and he's like, I have a different shirt for you to wear tonight. And I'm like, no, I picked this outfit Mm -hmm. out, you know. He's like, no, no, no! I had my friend make this help make these shirts for us. Oh, the keeps other going, night. keeps going. God, <laughs> God, I, I wish my friend tonight. <laughs> oh, is that what you're wearing right now? No, these I made. Oh, excellent. Oh, what do they say? They say the devil rules the airwaves and keep it creepy. Oh, excellent. I love it. Thank you. And you're so, so sweet for wearing it. <laughs> thank you. I love it. 
supportive. That's so sweet. So he pulls out these shirts, and they say, and they're in purple, which is my favorite color. Same. So, okay, cool, purple. But it says in big, bold letters, Monday Night Bang. <laughs> Iconic, sir. Iconic. Dude. Wear that every day and for the rest of your life. And he expects me get buried in that to if you, yeah. wear this out in public yeah. in Key West, which I did. What, is, what does that mean? That it means that Monday night's date night. And you need to fuck Oh, him. and then you fuck <laughs> Nice. Monday Congratulations. night bang. <laughs> you know what, though? I like that idea of like setting it up. Because then you're right? like, Sunday, then people are like, I got to go back to work. But then... <laughs> No, I'm ending my night. Then I gotta go back to work. (laughs) Then I gotta do work later. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so we spend Monday, and this was a Monday night that we were in Key West. And I'm like, okay, fine, I'll wear it here because nobody's gonna see me, and that's fine. And we were taking pictures, and I'm of course like this and trying to take pictures. He had a matching one on. Oh yeah, yeah, I love that. And we had a lady at the store at the cigar store ask, "So what's my?" Of course. And he's like, it's our date night. Oh, you know, and I'm right. like, oh my God. Okay. She's filthy as we were. Yeah. She's like, yeah, you're yeah. going to go fuck back in your like, hotel. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I'm trying to buy some cocktail shrimp, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> you need to leave this Publix right now, miss. And, and so it was, you know, and so I have not worn it anywhere else because, you know, I am a minister in this town. <laughs> Nice fuck. Nice reveal. Nice reveal. And I can't have people seeing this shirt. What you tell Ministers them. fuck? What are I you? I know. Presbyterian? And I don't want them thinking about it. What are uh, you? What religion? Unitarian University. Yeah, I was, that was my second guess. Yep. It was Presbyterian and then Unitarian. See? Yep. Y'all, well. be proud of it. <laughs> yeah. As wear a, it to, what do you call it? Not mass. Service? Service. Please yeah. wear it to service. You've got I'm to. younger than all my congregants for the most part. So you uh, do you do a Monday night service? No, but you should start should one start because the church offices is closed on Mondays. Oh. Monday night bang church. I guess if you're a reverend, that Sunday would be a very tough day for you. Yes. So Not you a day want of rest. It on Monday. You yeah, right. So Monday is my first day plan. off, and then I take Fridays off as well. But you yeah. So in. so I told him. You I said, a good when day we go, for your sex yeah. life. Yeah. So I, Based on your schedule, I agree bang with day. So I told him I was going to bring this up yeah. on whether or not this was appropriate for us to have these shirts to wear out on Monday nights. And uh, yes. What kind of... What I kind of, love it. I will say, I recently said to Tommy, I am so glad we are not the couple that would ever wear matching outfits. <laughs> but that's just us, and that's not my personality. But I think it's very cute. Like, this story is adorable. I remember one of the first times I met Paris, we were at when Heather had her sweet attorney job, and we got a, by we, I mean, she got a sweet, uh, a literal suite at the AAC, which is an, a, where our basketball team plays, and we see concerts. I will say, that law firm, they don't have that suite no more, and I stopped working there. Correlation? Causation? I think so. <laughs> Probably. They were like, we can't stay afloat without Heather Probably. here. But we went Riding and the saw uh, WWE Raw. Yeah, I we did. Live. And it was one of the first times like you and Paris had like started dating. Mm-hmm. And he ordered you both matching shirts of a wrestler. Yeah. And they wore them through it. And I was like, that's really cute. We're never going to do that, babe. <laughs> but I, I appreciate it's cute for others. We are so. matching. We're a matching couple. We wore uh, I Love You, I Know. 
Star Wars. Those keys. are our wedding rings. Shut up. In Arabesh. Yeah. Well, we, they have those in Star Wars land. It's called Disneyland, but we didn't give a <laughs> yeah. shit about the rest yeah, of the Yeah, the rest of it doesn't matter. Yeah, the Star Wars land. <laughs> that blue milk. Anyhow, uh, we wore matching shirts and it was fine because it was our wedding. I think the I think uh, question is what type of establishments you're going. You're going to Applebee's, Chili's, wear the bank That's shirt. That's appropriate. Absolutely. Yeah. But if this is like a five-star dining establishment and you maybe don't want to get I'll thrown tell you what, out. Anywhere you could wear these Crocs, you can wear that Monday night bang shirt. I mean, too. this is Florida, so that's everywhere. Not, that's yeah, everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> anywhere you want to go. Yeah, that is yeah. Uh, that's Florida black tie right there. Yes. <laughs> like uh, the Canadian tuxedo. That's right. Florida black tie. Florida black tie. Crocs and the Monday night bang t-shirt. <laughs> I love it. And mm-hmm. I think your husband is, I think you're very sweet. He sir. is sweet. Uh, he is sweet. That's very supportive and cute. <laughs> and the fact that you came here tonight in a mm-hmm. t-shirt from, you probably have never even heard us talk before. He has, until actually. Oh, oh you have? He has. What's your name? Richard. Hi, Hi Richard. Richard. Yeah, Hi, and you took it right back. I appreciate he's that. done. <laughs> nope. Okay, and say I your back name, to me. Say your name only. <laughs> you can say your name, and I'll talk about your T-shirt. But I'm not going to give you the mic no, any more it. than that. Well, at the end of the day, I think it's not important where you wear the T-shirts, but that you continue to take them off every Monday night. Oh, final ruling. Yes. All right, one more. Sure, Uno Mas. Oh yeah, the, the one right behind. So we're gonna do. Uh, my eyes wait, wrote a check that my body has to now cash because earlier I was like, yeah, and then that wasn't the person we picked. So now we have to pick you. So hello, I'm excited. Well, it's okay because my name is Heather. That's What's why you up? picked me. Oh, nice. So I have a grievance, but I just want to pre-state my boyfriend is not here, but he's from Texas. Okay. What part? Houston. Yikes. That's okay. He got Just out, kidding. I don't even know why I asked what part. I, I mean, you all hate each other. No, we all yeah. love each other. That's the thing. Just Texas love each well, other. Well, he, he calls y'all the Texas murder girls. So. Oh, what a nice name. So, yeah. Thank you. You know what? That'd be our roller derby team name. That would be. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if I had a <laughs> one percent of me that wanted to do roller derby <laughs> that would be our roller derby name i like skating i don't like people whacking it i me. have had many friends on roller derby it's teams awesome. and i've hung out with all the girls and gone to and it's just i'm not that tough it's okay i am not that tough retired roller derby when you're in a walker or wheelchair there you go wow that's right it's, it's Never low impact okay so what is your grievance <laughs> so with your boyfriend grievance. that is not here so he's not here but i moved last saturday which moving sucks we all know that my boyfriend can is very like Paris. He's not materialistic. He can, you know, drop anything and don't worry about it. Take it to the dump is what my husband says a lot. <laughs> and I'm like, donation bin. Take it to the donation bin. And I'm not that way. I like to, I, there are certain items I hold on to. They have materialistic possessions to me. I love them. They remind me of great memories. Same. So mm-hmm. we have this disagreement. We just moved. He wants me to get rid of a lot of my shit. We just moved into a house that is bigger than our last house. So I have more room. You more room for he, all your shit. More room. Well, mm-hmm. he has nothing, and we're able to furnish the house because I have everything. Oh, his, his one possession was the giant TV that he dropped a hammer on while hanging it. No. So. So he's bringing nothing to the table. Pretty much, yeah. That's what. That's because he did have a TV. He dropped na- a hammer on a TV while hanging it. See, my thing is, he did it right before Prime Day. So, Fuck. <laughs> and now we're somehow getting a larger TV. Interesting. Hmm. Interesting how Which, that. Because I'm also trying to think how you drop something right? that you're doing like, this with, 
and it falls on the thing you're doing that too. And it happened when I was at work. didn't work that way. I was usually. at work, so I couldn't witness any of this. Okay, it, well, it all you allegedly you had to take him for his word. So. Very convenient. Right? <laughs> so my biggest grievance, and he actually texted me to ask me if I was going to air this to all of y'all, and yeah. hell yeah, yeah, is do I need to give up my possessions because he is a minimal, minimalistic little baby. It sounds like you'd be living in an empty house if you did right? that. Right? I have a he question. doesn't have anything. Possessions. Is this like vintage marionettes? No. Or like Fuck DVDs? No. no. Or I, like... I, I don't want any haunted dolls. Well, uh-huh. yeah, what are you keeping? We had somebody at the Boston show that the, their uh, partner had wet specimens of like an octopus tentacle in a jar of formaldehyde. And you well, can, if they could work it out, I bet you all could. It, it's not that. I... I I'm ADHD, so I have a lot of hobbies that, you know, I've loved for three weeks and given up. And I've gotten away, got given away a lot of the bulk material, but I have a little tiny collection of my hobbies. We have a second room now. Why do I need to give them away? You have a lot of instruments. That's your hobby room. Thank you. you so can I tell them to fuck off? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> It's sure. the best. It's the best you can for a relationship. Tell them to fuck off. Just get right in their face. Like, yeah. Fuck off. <laughs> I went to a podcast show tonight. Fuck you. Well, honestly, I, <laughs> I do want to get his like, name I on to my here. Texas murder girls, and they said to tell you to fuck off. That's right, <laughs> Gavin. Like, Guess what? Move your ass out. You got one duffel bag. That's all your shit fits in it. No, don't do all that. You want me to get rid of my shit? Where are you going to sleep? Where are you going to sit? What TV are you going to watch? Because you, all right, that's the one thing he can take. Is that Take TV? Your, it's bus, broken. Your right now it's TV. broken. We haven't gotten the new one yet. Oh shit! So he really has nothing. He's so, brought to the so new. So there's nothing. not. I mean, I think he, you he did change the tire on. The, we got a flat. Does he, he want you to? Is there like certain stuff that he wants you to get rid of that like you haven't? Because my rule is usually, if I haven't touched it in a year, then I don't really need. I've already it. gone through once because we just moved. So I've already gone through and been like, I've used this. I haven't and given away a lot. That's but a good I, step. I have also been the same size for a very long time. So why do I need to get rid of clothes that I wear? I just rotate through them uh, longer than more all, people. Humble brag. Yeah, right. <laughs> Damn. Uh, second of all, congratulations. Uh, it, I know have, good we have you. an entire storage unit because I have so many clothes that I can't fit into. And I'm like, one day. And we had to buy a storage unit to house these things. I looked at some old Kitson jeans. You guys remember Kitson? Paris Hilton was really into it. Bought them at Ross on sale. Nice. Never fit into them once. And I recently gave them away. And I was like, I hope some tween finds these jeans. And they're like, vintage. <laughs> but I looked at my ass and I looked at those tiny jeans and thought, there's nothing wrong Not, with my ass. No. It's the jeans. I recently, I got rid of them. yes. I saw this TikTok the other day of this very attractive young woman and her shorts were a little tight, and then she like did a little shimmy, and then her shorts were loose. She's like, I just look like I've lo- dropped 20 pounds. How did I do it? And she was like, I bought a size up. And she, <laughs> the whole thing was like, don't try to squeeze yourself into because And we all get it's so all attached up. to these numbers. Like, dress for the body you have and celebrate that, because numbers are just numbers. So all that to say, if you can wear Preach. the same clothes you wore however many years ago, keep them. Yeah, tell they me don't got to get rid of that. And that also, it's it's frugal. That's right. In this day, in this economy, and th- that's all. First in of all, economy. if you ever start that. an argument with in this economy, nobody can say anything after that. No. So you uh, you won right there. You're all right. Good. So the Texas take, murder girl said, "Fuck you, Gavin. Text, take your shit, put it in a box. The stuff that he's up in arms about." And on the inside flap, you write, fuck off. And that way, if he ever opens it, he'll know. He'll know. 
I also though want to go on record. Fair, I love him very much. To be fair, <laughs> if you're not jacking with it, then if then you should get rid of it. So maybe just do a little test and Marie I would, Kondo some stuff. That fair. I did that. I read seventy five percent of her book. And then I said, I got it. And I went through all my shit and got rid of a ton of stuff. And to this day, I'll be like, where are those fucking socks? <laughs> because I didn't finish her book. And they pro- I wasn't ready to release them into the so, wild. So yeah. read her book, but finish it. And then you can get rid of a bunch of your shit. Donate it. Don't take it to the dump like... Paris suggests. He doesn't anymore. He takes things to the local charity shop, which I had to train him. He was like, when I was a kid, we just took our stuff to the dump. And I was like, well, I think a lot of us did in the 90s, and that's why we're here. So <laughs> let's stop that. Let's don't do that anymore. Uh, was the last 25% of the book, like, where to I don't know. Socks? I never read it. Fuck it. Well, good <laughs> luck. Know. Maybe the answer's there. Godspeed. Yeah. Keep, you know, make a compromise. Keep, uh, keep like, 80% of your stuff. Throw them a few bones. Get rid of a few tops or something you haven't worn in the like a year. The ruffled stuff. And also ruffled. Yeah, you know, ruffled '90s. Stuff It'll all come back though. Tying it back, back, tying it back to our Mother's Day issue. There will come a day when something that you threw out, he'll want, and man, it's gonna feel good. He'll be like, "I wish we had a glue gun." You'll be like, "I wish we did." Guess what? Yesterday. I used to have a fucking glue gun. <laughs> now we have to buy another one. Not that this has happened in my house, but it has for sure. <laughs> so let me just say, chew on that for our. You get. Five, six years of joy out of that over just the one thing he told you to throw out that you needed. So be like, sure, pick whatever you want to get rid of, write it all down, and then when the day comes, you strike. Thank Final you. ruling. Fucking strike. There it is. Oh, thank you all so much. You've been such a wonderful audience. Uh, let's get a pick. Before we leave, we got to do our pick in right. a, a video. Are you doing video or? I'm gonna do a video so it's all okay, holler. Okay, all right. One, yeah. two, three. Woo! Holler! Thank you. Nice. Well, thank you so much, the improv. They've been great to us, so please be great please. to them. Take care of your wait staff tonight. If you're VIP, please stay seated. They will tell you what to do. If not, if this is the end of your night, we have loved. This is the last night of our tour. It's been uh, it's the end of the tour. It's been a great tour. Yeah, it's been awesome. We got some fun stuff planned in the next uh, six months. A year. Six months. Yeah, to? we'll probably see you again soon. Oh. But until then, what? It's just this is O Town. Fuck yeah, O Town. There the was band? a band called O Town. That's what it was named for this, right? Yeah, O Town the band. Oh, yeah. what is the O Town? All song? or nothing is O Town, right? What's the yeah? Cause I want it all or nothing, nothing at all. Okay, all right. We would like to walk off to that song. Do you please. have that? All or nothing at all by O Town. If you have it, I don't know. I feel like you always have it teed up if you're the Orlando Improv. That's right. But uh, like, that's actually what we do for everybody. (laughs) But thanks for asking. Well, thank you all so much. As always, the devil rules the airwaves. Keep it creepy. Thank you guys so much. We love providing Sinisterhood to you at no cost, so if you like what you hear, consider supporting this show by donating to our Patreon. We're a small operation, creating the show for you by researching, writing, recording, and producing it ourselves. Any amount is sincerely appreciated and helps offset the cost of making and hosting the show. 
As a thank you, you'll also get some sweet perks like ad-free episodes, a Sinister Head sticker, membership to our exclusive Patreon Facebook group for those in the Rolling the Airwaves and Getting Into It tier, special shout-out on the show, a monthly bonus mini-sode. In November, we covered the murders at the Brown Palace Hotel, which was a very dramatic <laughs> murder case. It's where like a Springer episode. Yes, with like like lust and revenge. And speaking of a very dramatic episode, the Murdoch case is heating up. There's been pretrial uh, stuff coming out in the news media. So we are going to do a Murdoch update for our December mini-sode. So watch for that. We also provide you with patron-exclusive video and audio content. You get Am I the Asshole, Relationship Advice, Judge Christie, Dear Sinister, True Crime Headlines, and more. And the patrons that are getting into it tier are also able to vote on a bonus content segment each month they would like to see live streamed. It's going to be December 29th at 8 p.m. Central. You can currently save your spot, save the date, and then closer to the event, you still have time. You can sign up now and then like about a week before the event we're going to put up some options for you guys to vote on so it's not too late you can still sign up today what else do we have going on this month on our live stream heather shut the front door everybody <laughs> somebody said i can't wrap presents without this it is our <laughs> which was so kind it is our annual hallmark after dark movie roasting party christy and i on our individual microphones, we are watching closely a Hallmark movie. We have the movie up. We are going to snark on the movie while you watch with us and also snark in the chat. Honestly, it's fun to do it. You and I, I mean, this is pretty much what we do when we watch movies, mm -hmm. but it's even more fun because all of our patrons get in on the chat throwing out, you know, little riffs here and there. So we all get to riff together. If you've ever seen Master Pancake, Mystery Science Theater 3000, Riff Tracks, anything, it's very similar to that. But we pick a cheesy Hallmark movie. So if you go to patreon.com slash sinisterhood, you can sign up Hallmark After Dark, December 13th, 8 p.m. Central. And then in the comments, you can drop your suggestion for what cheesy Hallmark movie you think that we should roast. The one we did last year was because of a couple patrons suggesting it and man they delivered oh man it they was didn't fantastic. let us down <laughs> well speaking of more things you get on our patreon you get access to our discord server where you can connect with other fans in real time and discuss the latest in true crime share personal ghost stories or just post adorable pictures of your pets it is seriously a fantastic community. We also hop on occasionally, and we host monthly Q&As on Crowdcast, where you can ask us all your burning questions. This month's is December 28th at 8 p.m. Central. So those are your three dates to remember. The 13th, the 28th, and the 29th, all at 8 p.m. Central. We'll make it easy for you. Mm -hmm. And for patrons not in the U.S., you also have the option to pay in pounds or euros, saving you the cost of the conversion fee. And I can't think of a more generous gift than a gift that lasts all year long. Mm -hmm. And that is what an annual membership for all tiers uh, are now available on our Patreon. You give that to somebody you love. You get, first of all, you're getting a deal because you get free month of membership. So you're paying for 11 months and you're giving them 12 and they get hundreds of hours of content. Mm -hmm. One gift, you know, people play with it here and there, look at it. This is something they can listen to all day, every day, and probably not run out of stuff. I don't know how many math, if, I don't know how many hours in there, but. If you're in a relationship and you're thinking, I really want this person to know that I'm committed. If you give them a gift that says basically, I'm assuming we are together at least for the next year, I think that's a pretty big commitment. And I would be on the receiving end think, oh, okay, well, now I feel safe and secure and I get all this bonus content. We're, what we're doing is facilitating love, basically. <laughs> 
Well, for more details on all of this and specific member tiers, visit Sinisterhood.com and click Patreon on the top banner. Make sure you stick around after our sign-offs to hear your shout-out. So many of you have been tagging us in pictures of you sporting your sweet Sinisterhood merch. Keep those pictures coming. You know what you can't post a photo of yet is our all new t-shirt design we have a brand new logo tee it's a black t-shirt with the podcast logo on the front it's very slick design we're very pleased with how it came out and we put it up on our website on monday the 5th for pre-order you can go now at sinisterhood.com click shop on the top banner boom you'll see it right there but beneath that you'll also see beanies hoodies mugs tote bags, and even clothes for your kiddos. So go to SinisterRed.com, click shop on the top banner. The best thing you can do to help us grow is like, review, and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. And please tell a friend who you think would like us to check us out. You can also share any episode by clicking the three dots in the top right corner and share topic-based playlists from Spotify by visiting SinisterHood.com slash playlists. All of this means so much to us and really helps podcasts like us get more exposure. I would like to say thank you to everybody who shared us because on our Spotify wrapped, it said that we were one of the top shared podcasts and it was amazing text message and link sharing. So it's exactly what this is. So thank you for doing that. Thank you all so much. Keep it up. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Sinisterhood Pod. Like us on Facebook at Sinisterhood. You can also follow us on YouTube and TikTok at Sinisterhood Podcast. Christy, where are you at? You can see uh, my children putting up the Christmas tree and then just playing the same Christmas song on this toy. Oh, I don't know, 150 times in a row (laughs) at Christy M. Wallace on Instagram. And I rarely post, but I frequently lurk on TikTok and Twitter at Christy or GTFO. Heather? I am on Twitter at MCK versus the world, and I'm on TikTok and Instagram at Heather versus the world. I posted a picture of my husband shirtless or a video of my husband shirtless on Instagram. Just damn. In case With you his guys permission. Missed. Oh, yeah. He was part of it. Huh. <laughs> God, <laughs> it I so haven't dumb. seen it. Is it sexual? Um, I mean, to some. <laughs> He got a lot of fire emojis from it. So was he wearing a collar and cuffs like a Chippendales dancer? Certainly. Yes, he was. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. Well, as always, the devil rules the airwaves. Keep it creepy. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for supporting the show on Patreon. Here are your special Patreon shout outs. Claire Stevenson. Lexi. Stephen and Shannon Joyce. Gina Brannon. Leanne? I believe it's a different one, <laughs> if I remember correctly. Caroline Black. Alyssa Bailey. Miranda Harmon. Bonnie Ellis. Shatiria Turner. Jan Christine. Arden. Pamela Martin. Rhonda Daniels. Jordan Rouse. Thank you all so much for supporting this show. We could not do this without you. We sincerely, sincerely appreciate it. Stay safe. Stay healthy and keep it creepy. Wah-ha-ha-ha. <laughs>